mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! The song's over. The show's going to start. 
I, I better hurry up and remember what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. This is some kind of a show, apparently. And uh, it would help if the guy in the seat that I'm occupying knew what the hell was going on most of the time. <laughs> uh, we got to do this thing that I almost forgot again. Ah, Thanks, Peakless. Hey, that's like the fastest ever. Shh. Let's not, <laughs> let's, let's not uh, you know, let's not ruin the cadence by mentioning <laughs> you know, just keep it going and eventually well, eventually it disappears and just becomes a normal part of the procedure right it's, per- it's particularly important this episode given our attire yeah i feel uh underdressed <laughs> <laughs> to say the least um you I, should I, I didn't get a memo somehow <laughs> uh or you guys have a no, different it's just, a it's threat just like level assessment than I do. Yet, can I? You know? can, who do you subscribe to? Because we have totally different data. Uh, my expectations for this show are, are totally different than yours, based only on your attire. Check your spam folder. <laughs> for, damn it! There it is. <laughs> Fuck. You always got to check the spam folder, man. Yeah. Well, I did not. My bad. Uh, but if it isn't obvious to the uh, just listener, um, um, Peakless and I are wearing uh, body armor. Oh, yes. Please do describe because yeah. there will be people <laughs> just listening who have no idea why we're carrying on and laughing. Or bastards. I can't even find this thing on the RSS feed. Really? <sighs> yeah. Uh, we'll uh, have to fix that. I mean, yeah. granted, my, I see it my electronic foo is, I mean, it, it's on the scale of Amishness, <laughs> really. Uh, Efu. Yes, my really? Efu is like on on an Amish scale, really. It's not really a portmanteau. <laughs> it's not really an acronym we'll either. We'll get portmanteau it sooner or later. You know oh, there we go. <laughs> he just starts off, shots fired. I know. So, well, good <laughs> thing we're wearing armor. <laughs> I was just going to say, great, and I'm not wearing any fucking armor. Oh, my God. All right, so what the fuck is the show? I think uh, this is Beard the 41st show it of is. Beard Talk Live. 41 Beard Talk Live. We are over the hill and then some. We'll forever, henceforth, be known as over 40. That's true. <laughs> In the number of episodes. Uh, obviously, I'm here, the Reverend Captain Kickass. I'm happy to have this guy here. Zephin. And Peakless Mountaineer is I, also here. I'm happy, I, happy to have you here, too, I guess. <laughs> Just take his presence for granted because he's always here. I'm I'm intimidated by him. Less so by you, but more so by him. Just by sheer largeness of person, right? Like he's a, a much taller dude than you. And when he's wearing the, the armor, it looks way more militant, you know? Whereas you look That's like, fair. especially with the headphones on, you look like you're just going to the range, going to mm. practice a bit, you know? Uh, so I've got more of that fuddy look. I, <laughs> just it, it just looks perfectly reasonable on I, you. I, mm, oh, like, thank you. Like I like the haircut, but it's kind of fed. Mm, it, yeah, it, it, it kind of says, "Hey, like, <laughs> are you going to court or something?" Is well, what I do is I just uh, treat myself like a like a sheep shearing like every year. So I just I let it grow out a lot, and then. I do just like a Do you make blankets standard. and shit out of it? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, Coats this this or... year I was too busy, so yeah. I didn't get around to it. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I started a legal internship uh, this week, so oh, I, that's had, right. I, had that's to, right. I had to- like, Oh, you're going to interact uh, with what I like to call, mm, I have many names for it. I'm just going to call them suits, mm. right? I, uh, 
and I like to call them first-class citizens. <sighs> I don't. I don't like the suits and tie. I, I really don't. I think it's it's a it is a symbol of elitism, mm. and uh, in my opinion, and I don't like. I don't. I went to a funeral for my grandfather uh, recently, in the last couple of years, and uh, I did not wear a tie. Mm. Right. Uh, the most I could do was a nice button-up shirt mm. and some nice dress slacks. Yeah. You know, and a new belt, right? You know, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm stylish, right? I had some relatively new shoes already, so not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it was the most business you'll ever see me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I did not wear a tie because I just don't like them. I don't, you know, like this thing around my neck. That anybody can, like, reach out, ah, start choking mm-hmm. your ass and shit. I, it's, I, I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the choking <laughs> is, the, like, that's the whole point of the thing. Like, it is a very dressed up uh, form of submission. Mm. Like that, and, and that's also kind of a brag, right? Like, see, I am so badass that I literally walk around with a noose around my neck and don't nobody grab my noose. Mm. Like, oh, that's. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. perspective. I, I, don't also, if, I don't know if this makes it any better, um, but the tie that I have is a Statute of Liberty tie. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm in immigration, so I figure that it, like, Work stylistically yeah. there, and it's also sort of symbolic of like liberty and and some of the principles about this country that I am actually proud of. I know that we don't like the federal government for a plethora of reasons, but I think that there are a lot of ideas about America that um, liberty lovers should and generally do appreciate. Um, you're and, you're and, touching on a subject that I have not talked about in a while, and that is. What the fuck happened to, (laughs) like, freedom, right? Like, people in the United States of America, if you're fucking listening right now, what the fuck happened to freedom being, like, the basis of what America is supposed to be about? I say supposed to because it's not. Well, Well, uh, 9-11 happened. And they hated us for our freedom. And it turns out that people in America are actually pussies. So they're like, oh, they hate us for our freedom. Well, good. Let's just get rid of that and they'll quit hating us. Might be good to view it like a uh, COVID shot. It's like the uh, the first shot was uh, Woodrow Wilson, and the boost, and the second shot was uh, FDR, and then and then and then you had some boosters <laughs> after that. You know, you had uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, and you had uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, a, a lot of, Reagan, of yeah. a lot of people love him, but no, he was a gun grabber. He got a lot I, of really bad the stuff. Fucking through. actor, right? Yeah. Like that's all you need to know is that. Ronald Reagan was a fucking actor. Yep. Right? A Hollywood film actor. Yeah. And then he became president. Now, well, straight out of California, those, too. Why do those skill sets translate? Oh, because you're basically lying all yep. the fucking time. Yeah. Well, you're handed, since you mentioned You're handed a it. set of lines, and you recite them yep. every fucking president ever. Exactly. Well, George Bush Sr., uh, good old G.W., uh, Read my lips, no new taxes, Bush. <laughs> um, so he was the head of the CIA. Yeah. Like, he was literally top spy. Yeah. You want to talk about overlapping skill sets? Oh, yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, what the fuck is the difference between an actor and a spy mm. other than killing people? Wait, did you say that was GW? I thought it was HW. Sorry, HW. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah GW is the... Is, um, yeah. <laughs> 
You know, uh, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Herbert Walker. <laughs> I can't right. spell Which, shame like, anyway. But, you know. so uh, like, uh, shoe dodging bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I, I dove down uh, that the, the bush rabbit hole long enough to, like, learn the different people that he was named after and how, like, connected they were. And, and then I forgot it. Uh, yikes. Like that, uh, the, the, the business plot, the, the uh, Wall Street putch uh, yeah. that Smedley Butler foiled. Yeah. Yeah, that was like Prescott Bush and all of those guys. Uh, well, and, and so here's the thing: like fascism is just communism for the right wing. Like that's that's its what, design. What was the other name for the the, the putsch? The uh, yeah, uh, the business plot. The business plot. Yeah, uh, Wikipedia. I was checking it out earlier because we were talking about it uh, on the other show, uh, and I was checking it out earlier. So if you want to learn more about it, if you don't know anything about what we're talking about, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it goes by a few names, and no one ever talks about it. Fascinating but, shit, man. But but here's the thing: look at what fucking happened. Look at what happened. We got FDR, right? Yeah. Oh, so we got left wing communism instead of yeah, right wing communism. The, the mm-hmm. thing about getting older is that you begin to recognize, uh, let's call them the longer patterns, mm-hmm. right? So in your life, in everybody's daily life, you have certain sets of patterns. Most people generally wake up about the same time every day. They have sort of a morning routine. You know, maybe they go to a job or a career or a business or something, right? If they got family, they do family stuff that's within a schedule. You know, you have these, and this is what I call the short-term routine, right? Mm. But in the long-term routine, we're talking about decades, right? Uh, If a president gets elected twice, right? Mm -hmm. That's eight fucking years, right? So, like, that's is like sort of you know one slice of all of the presidents. So if you live through a bunch of presidents, you recognize the pattern. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? The the oh no, this guy's saying the opposite of that guy and this guy's saying In and the they, words of Marty McFly, I've seen this one before. It's <laughs> now right. It's a, it's all a rerun to me now. Every presidential election is just like watching a horrible reboot of your favorite movie. Right? You know? It's just that bad. It's like, oh, the actors are shittier, and wow, the soundtrack sucks, <laughs> and you know, oh my god, like I really prefer the old. At least it was original well, artwork, but, but now it's just a copy or whatever. But I mean, there there are noticeable differences. They used to pretend to be doing the right thing. They honestly did. Like, yeah. I I don't know how they much tried. of that you saw, but well, like, I, I mean, Obama was president when I was. Uh, I think that that's a matter of perspective, though, because once you uh, come out of the fog of statism, once you awaken from the indoctrination and brainwashing that you're subjected to as a citizen, grow who is born and grows up inside the United States of America. Uh, I think if you can escape the fog of statism and then grow up again, you'll see things a lot differently. You'll be like, it's so obvious. I think Pinkless <laughs> is talking about something a little bit different, though, because okay. I mean, like, like clearly we're able to decode all of this stuff regardless of what they say, but like what they're actually saying now requires very little to minimal decoding. Like, like if you're just like an average person paying attention, like you can see that the that the jig is up like they they're just like they're being a lot more brazen than they've ever been in the past they're yeah. they're not even trying well, to because hide they the can. fact that they're because lying what what's being done about it hmm. everybody's being a big pussy yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, america uh, the united states of america its citizenry or whatever you want to call the people 
that, that are on you know the land commonly referred to as the USA, uh, I mean, sit nightly by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to that extent, what am I doing? Well, I'm doing this first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also joining up with a bunch of other freedom-minded people uh, in a larger freedom migration movement to New Hampshire, of mm-hmm. course. Well, and, and that's the the two sides of the thing that I'm seeing. So, uh, as you put it, the libertarian architecture of uh, of uh, Bitcoin and that technology, yeah. right? Uh, it, so that, as I see it, that is. Uh, it's shipping out the ideas. Mm, so yeah. a bunch of people are, you know, just uh, certain technologies have ideas that go with them. Like yeah. uh, uh, a bus versus a car. Like a car by its nature, you're not asking anyone's permission to do a thing. A bus, you are sharing with a community of people the expense and the experience. So like uh, one is a, an individualist technology. The other is a collectivist technology. Now, uh, this is a libertarian mm-hmm. technology. Yeah, that's true. And it is. So I would even call it anarchic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it is an, an, an anarchic. Well, anarchy is just the most libertarian point. Mm-hmm. Like libertarian is a direction. It just is. like yes. authoritarian yeah. is yeah. a direction. Yeah. Like when uh, when Orwell imagined with his particular knowledge uh, what authoritarianism looked like, yeah. we got 1984. Yep. So that's the direction of authoritarianism. At this point, that would be practically centrism. Yeah. I don't know if this uh, makes sense uh, or if maybe I'm muddling the term too much, but I sort of view cryptocurrency as like uh, consensual libertarian imperialism <laughs> yeah. because we are conquering the world with good ideas. Right. Like through. Oh, I see. Through the cryptocurrency yeah. channel. And like with those ideas, like, um, you know, there's an obvious utility for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies yes, that people is. all over the world can appreciate. But with those ideas, also come decentralization, stateless money, sound money, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, in the case of the privacy coins, you have privacy, um, and so all of these ideas are attached to this useful technology. Um, like if it's if it's used that way, you know, time time will tell. But well, I, it, I, I, it has to. Yeah. So and here's where the evolutionary component comes in: the natural selection of the marketplace. Like, it, 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 sure, it'll get used in all the other crap ways. Sure. And, yes, yeah, some of those are going to do a serious amount of damage in the process. But, inevitably, it will be used in the effective way. Mm-hmm. And the effective way is the efficient way. And the efficient way is without a bunch of forceful regulation on mm-hmm. the thing. Or like, violence. Yeah, the yeah. Way, where you provide value to people as efficiently as you can. Mm-hmm is obviously the most efficient way and not having to do those extra things like pay all the taxes and hire someone to what check guys, the regulations. What do you guys think about this? Uh, previously, uh, I had the idea of a... Fl- you remember flash mobs? Oh, yeah. Right? I had the idea of a flash mob bank run, right? Where you get on social media and like, hey, everybody meet at the you know bank of whatever on the corner of 74th mm-hmm. and Smith Street at 7... O'clock and like everybody just get in line. You don't even have to like have an account there. You yeah. just show up and get in line. Like you're waiting to get in. People are like, what's going on, right? You might know? be smarter to I, do that against the uh, weaker banks too, so that you could you're more likely to topple them. What do you think about a bank run into cryptocurrencies? I say I say cryptocurrencies plural mm-hmm. specifically for this idea because 
I don't think one cryptocurrency can handle sort of a mass exodus. Mm. Mm. But much like uh, some uh, radio people will do what's known now as a money bomb, mm -hmm. right? Where they're like, hey, you'll try and trend this term and like, we're going to do donations and we're going to have a money bomb to fund this thing or whatever, mm. right? Mm. Or uh, a GoFundMe page, that type of thing. Right. Uh, what if we set up some sort of a, uh, a protest where everybody takes whatever money they have in their bank account and moves it into cryptocurrency on mm -hmm. a very specific day or week, <laughs> right, for that matter, right? Could we effectively move, get enough, and you can move it back, like, yeah. that's fine, but, like, just do it. Mm. <laughs> if just, the banks let you. Well, <laughs> they kind of have to. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're the one with more power at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do they, like though? you can you can still move money from USD into crypto without a problem. Mm. Like you can hook up your bank account to any number of websites or apps, crypto apps, exchanges, all that kind of stuff. Or if you that, live in New Hampshire, just will, people directly. People directly. Yeah. Or, or you can also buy with credit cards, right? So there are places mm -hmm. that accept credit cards. You can also buy uh, crypto at, in some places with yeah, gold at, and gold backs. Well, and at the like moment, at the moment, there exist publicly available uh, on and off ramps. At the moment, you can move it in either direction. Uh, well, how long that will not, be so? Not without molestation. Yeah, well, you can move it one way without molestation, and that is from USD into crypto, which is so funny because moving would, it the other way presents challenges. Way. Depends, actually. So uh, moving it the other way, uh, <laughs> if you if you lose money moving uh, your uh, crypto into dollars, you can claim that as a tax write off if if you pay taxes. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we're in New Hampshire. Uh, there's a, a band called Scissor Fight that's from New Hampshire. They have uh, an album they put out, I think, in like the late 90s, 96 or something like that, called New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the title track is called Granite State Destroyer. Mm. <laughs> and the opening line is, uh, weed, guns, and taxes, or no, weed, guns, and axes, we don't pay our taxes <laughs> because we don't exist on any government list. That's so fucking based. Now that that's from a native New Hampshire band mm. in like the mid to late 90s, right? And I'm like, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, that's the New Nathan, Hampshire. Come home. That's 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 nice. But you free staters are nothing but a bunch of imperialists that have no room in this yeah, state. Yeah, I I think I think a lot of uh particularly public people, people with mics in front of their face, uh, here in New Hampshire, say a lot of things, but I think there's a lot of people in New Hampshire that that sport the live for your die spirit. Mm. You know, um, yeah. Whenever I go door knocking, and I don't know if this is your experience, but I, whenever I'm out and about talking to regular Granite Staters, like it, I see that mentality across the political spectrum. Even like even Democrat leaning people like are very like just live and let live like they express it in their own unique way and sometimes the yeah. expressing of it isn't as consistent as for example a libertarian yeah but it is way more consistent than a democrat in any other state um and similar thing with the republicans obviously i just you know felt like that went without saying but in other places republicans are uh complete tyrants so i felt mm. like that was uh right and to, to and to go full circle like the, so the anarchic uh, infrastructure and ideas are being exported to the world. Yes. But the effective way to complete that circuit is to also have places, uh, of which I think this is the, the current best option, yep. of gathering together those ideas. Yes. 
Because, yes. I mean, look, there's a lot you can do on the internet. It's extraordinary. But there's a reason that we had neighborhoods. Like, there are technologies that are available with your physical presence that aren't available when you're distributed across the globe. So there's an advantage to doing that. Let's uh, go and see who's calling. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Beard Talk Live, hello. I can, hey, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Uh, you're on Beard Talk Live, Sorry the uncensored that. after show. What's your name, please? Hey, Saeed. Hey, Saeed. Hey, Saeed. Hey, Saeed. Wow. Hey, how you guys doing? It's really confusing uh, having the. Uh, I'm using my phone right now. Yeah, I'm you're at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's calling in. Is that Go what on. you wanted to call about? You know, talk about no, how no, no, no. how how it sucks when you call in and you have to listen to the other show while you're on hold. No, I was hoping, I was just hoping I can uh, mention that. I don't know if you guys know. If there's one oh, we know. Oh, we know. Yeah, but we do appreciate gotcha, you letting gotcha. us know if you already didn't know that we knew. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I know I that you know that uh, I know that but, you know. Uh, I wanted to call in because uh, once I uh, the the part that I left off when I was hearing clearly was you guys you guys were talking about um, why does it end up this way you know what uh, America used to be versus what it is now well, I, um, I don't know about what it used to be because I don't know that it ever was but like I was under the impression even with well, statist indo- statist indoctrination that America was about freedom yeah. And it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, and and people used to like be proud of being free, even yeah. if they didn't know what that meant. Like, even if their concept of freedom and liberty had absolutely nothing to do with the experience of it, they still like that was an important part of the American identity. Yeah. But these days, it, it honestly seems like people are embarrassed to be free. It does. Like, they, they have a shame about it. Right. Like, oh, I want to conform really badly, and I'm right. going to. Yeah, well, and, and that's yeah, why, why my theory was that 9-11 had, had shamed people of their freedom yeah. since they bought the, the government line. What do you think about it, Saeed? Uh, I was going to say, my first thought uh, when I heard that was uh, the Thomas uh, Jefferson quote about uh, the price of uh, freedom is uh, eternal vigilance. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think that's the case because it's not just like American history. There's plenty of history uh, that goes around where they kind of like hold these ideals and these uh, values. But uh, over time, it kind of like falls. Actually, it, I feel like it happens pretty damn quickly, to be honest. Uh, but it uh, but it becomes super apparent over time, you know, uh, where, uh, you know, where it starts, um, where it's pretty much the exact opposite of what they started out with for the most part. Um, I, I think I, we're we're at yeah, that point, uh, save a, uh, for like the fact that we still get to do uh, the the free talk live radio show, the one yeah. that's on terrestrial radio, not on internet stream, or it is on internet stream, but it's also on a couple hundred radio stations. Uh, that remains, but like you're still even with that, you're still not free to cuss, yeah. like we are here on Beard Talk Live. Indeed, yeah. There's a a, a word uh, I forget the the word or the phrase for this principle, but. Uh, there's a tendency for uh, any time that you have this organization uh, with, you know, a, a set of like policies, uh, there's this tendency for some people to devote themselves to the purpose of the organization and other people to devote themselves to the policies. And the people that devote themselves to the idea of the organization slowly get pushed out. And the people who have devoted themselves to the rules of it get more and more powerful. And that causes the organization to abandon its original purpose. Hmm. 
Now, is that any organization? Because you've just described government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's actually any organization. And that's yep. and now I, the, I the, the solution to that is that you don't have a rigid set of rules because that that imperial technology always does this. What's that, Sayed? I said I think that applies to people, uh, individuals as well. How so? Uh, where, as in, um, it's, it's something, uh, the way that I look at it, kind of like the way that I envision it, it's kind of like uh, a body without like, uh, you know, no soul mm. inside of it anymore. It kind of like loses its purpose. It becomes just mechanical, yeah. something more like uh, habits, yeah. habits or traditions rather than uh, well, kind I mean, of like the... Like people will make companies to solve problems, but if you it becomes a soulless corporation quickly enough because it, it follows the corporate structure. Yeah, it, it yeah. loses uh, its soul because it's not it's not devoted to its purpose. I, I think uh, there's a good book uh, I read. Uh, you guys probably know about nonviolent communication because it's big in the uh, anarchist community. Oh yeah, I've uh, read it. Yeah, so in the uh, nonviolent communication stuff, uh, he talks about uh, uh, strategies versus uh, goals and needs or mm -hmm. values. Yeah, you know? and uh, strategies are kind of like to go ahead and get those uh, uh, what our needs to kind of like meet our needs. But then uh, it's, it becomes a it's a it's a habit where we make the strategy more important, where that becomes the primary goal instead of the uh, actual ends that we're originally going for, towards. So the uh, the means becomes the whole purpose rather than the actual uh, goal. Right, and that's that's also I th you're kind of describing what happens to um, sometimes uh, a person gets a, the idea in their head like, okay, well I recognize that this government thing is is doing bad. I, I better go. I better go and like get elected, and you know, go do some, see what I can do. And and inevitably, what happens is they get sucked into and up by the system, right? The system causes them to act in psychopathic ways that they they themselves cannot control, right? Every now and again, a noble person with good intent, you know, joins the military or you know gets elected to you know I don't know you know some sort of office that kind of a thing, mm -hmm. and and tries to yep. do good. Mm -hmm. But the system itself does not allow for that to occur, at right. least not on any sort of regular basis. But well, there is something yep. to be said John about Taylor the, Gatto. yeah, there is something to be said about the um, utility of the parade through the institutions, which is something that the uh, left did masterfully uh, over yeah. the past half century. As a marketing well, the, device, what? it's great, right? The if parade. you want to market philosophy to people, then certainly put yourself in a position to go run for an office mm -hmm. and introduce people to the ideas of, of and philosophies oh, yeah. of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm attempting actively to destroy the institution of politics, but while it's here, what it's useful for, no, don't use it what they for what it's designed for. It's designed to fucking hurt people. Yeah. Use it because people pay attention to what's painful, and so they pay attention to politics. So if you have ideas that you want spread, it's a fantastic soapbox. Yes. But don't use it to hurt people. That's what it's right. designed for, and don't do that. Well, and um, the the parade through the institutions isn't just for politics. It's for every single major institution. Like, I mean, because I appreciate, um, you know, your um, uh, criticism and scrutiny of these institutions and to a certain extent the people that uh, run for them. Um, however, I, I think that it is good that our people are in those institutions and they're in institutions outside of government. So, like, they're in media they're in uh entertainment they're in uh you know just all of these different uh well technology obviously cryptocurrency 
um, the fact that we are permeating ourselves into um, so many different aspects of uh, New Hampshire life, I guess specifically, um, is something that'll just be invaluable. Because, yeah, if we were only running for political office, but, like, um, you know, we, we weren't, like, going to churches or, like, uh, you know, going to, to town events or um, or just being, like, good uh, good members of the community and participating in all of these uh, things outside of the political system, uh, yeah, that would be a failing strategy. Like, that is not something that is um, smart or should be done. Honestly, I so, think it's going to end up the same way as the liberals, to be honest. Uh, people are going to get old. They're going to be all ingrained into the institutions, making money from it. Um, you know, they have their reputation staked in it and uh, kind of like slowly fades away. And then there's going to be the rebels without a cause uh, mm. going on and continuing on, uh, screaming at the clouds. And so well, I feel like there needs to be some type of in-between. Um, I do hear where you're coming from, though, because I do think that those things, uh, those institutions uh, add some value. Add, so, Sa Saeed, kind of you, you're, you're, you don't seem to be taking into account that the monetary system is changing on like an unbelievable, like to a bedrock level right now. Mm. Yeah. I'm, so I mean, uh, you know, preparing you know for things to be as they have been, I think is a, a waste of time and energy because like, dude, are you not looking around? Like AI and crypto and like the banks. 50 bajillion other little things, the, the banks are collapsing. Yeah. Like the, yeah. things are shifting right for now. For sure. Uh, and, that, and most importantly, I think, is the, the shift in the monetary system. So you, you can't assume that bribery is going to be done the way it was done 10 years ago in 10 years. Like bribery will be a different game soon. Or even the past couple thousand yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about like a subtle type of bri bribery or something like that? Well, uh, no, I'm and, saying like the, the ability to print money is going away. Yeah. Like that's... Uh, it, oh, okay. Got you. With crypto. Okay. So uh, let me spell out two ways that we have already seen this, uh, this change occur. So uh, the, the unbelievably responsibility of the fiat currency of America, and, and it's the most responsible. Like... It relied upon two things. Like, number one, it printed as much as it fucking wanted to, you plebe. And number two, <laughs> it printed it whenever it wanted to, and don't you expect the next meal ticket, because I might take it away at any second, you plebe. Now, what cryptocurrency has already done is that it has it has made the banks eat themselves. Like, they can't print more than this without having to eat their own institutions. And they like to they like to be the ones determining how fast they eat their own institutions. Mm. They can't do that anymore. You can either stop printing at this point or you can eat your institution. Why? Because there's real competition against fiat itself. Right. For the first time yeah. in like I mean history. Yeah. yeah. And here's the wild uh. shit. The the four-year cycle of Bitcoin and uh, and with it all of the other altcoins yeah. like the four year cycle has determined the quantitative easing and tightening shifts that the government is doing now in fact they can't really get away with doing it at the wrong time or else it will show how much power they've lost and they I don't ever want to show anyone that. that they've lost any amount of power so that means that their tightening and easing schedule is a predictable schedule uh, it is, uh, but uh, the problem is, is that uh, crypto looks way too similar to stocks. Um, the way that people are treating it is, uh, 
like the money is being driven the yeah. bad money is being driven yeah the way the, the way people are treating it right now yeah like they're right treating now, it like yeah. a horseless I, carriage I, so i'm all in on crypto they're treat the they're treating it like uh, a, my, a my horseless is, carriage like they are literally putting a horse in front of their car because they don't get how this thing works Side. yeah I, I mean i'm all in on crypto uh 100 i have my favorite coin uh and everybody got their own but i think uh the problem is that the stocks and how people are treating all of uh, the money that's going into all of them is uh, the same fiat money that uh, is being printed out of nowhere. And that's what creates the kind of boom right. bust cycles. Uh, if you look at the Austrian economic uh, kind of theory, the boom bust cycles is created from, uh, I think it's called fiduciary money or something like that, where basically people are treating something that's uh, like a, a obligation as if it's real money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's creating these uh, boom bust cycles. Um, and we're seeing it all in all assets. Because that bad money, that's what bad money does, and that's why I, I hate it, and that's yeah. why I give yeah, giving up the, on uh, the obligation that's different. That is what I consider. That's what I consider Reba interest uh, or usury. You know, that's what's creating these boom, boom bust cycles that make the that's creating this what kind was, of like uh, wealth gap. What was that word for? It's it? called Reba. Reba. It's called Reba. Nice. Reba. Yeah. R I B A. Yeah. It's a word based off of growth. It means growth, but uh, uh this this grows kind of like, like cancer. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's an acronym, though. I'm not uh, sure. No, no, it's not an acronym. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an Arabic word. Oh, okay. Arabic word for Reba, and it's the word that uh you would normally train. Be careful, because if people start using Reba to mean what usury used to mean, then they'll just change the meaning of Reba. Like, like Reba <laughs> McIntyre. Yeah. Like usury exactly. used to mean loaning at interest. And it was absolutely yeah, forbidden. All. Like you were basically selling a demon to loan at interest for hundreds of years. Mm. And then the Templars yeah. got just enough power that they suddenly got the Pope to say, it's not like that at all. These guys can totally do that. Didn't recession used to yeah. mean three months without economic growth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, those were the days. Uh, like what, 2022? This is a this is a re recession. <laughs> re re re. Let me, let me throw something in actually uh, to tie it back to the original uh, with uh, old America. America was pretty free in a sense where I don't know if you guys uh listen to um or watch um Aaron Melissa Dykes. They did like a documentary on like the history of money uh like a year ago. And uh, it's kind of amazing how many revolts. Um, basically, the, the government could not go ahead and just create debts to foreign countries uh, willy-nilly because we wouldn't pay it. We'd revolt and we'd say, fuck that. Right. We're, not, uh, we're not paying that bill. Um, and there's, it, that was unheard of. And that was like, that's actual freedom right there, you know? But look at us now. It's the exact opposite. We're over here whining and acting like we actually have to go ahead and uh, pay these debts. And that's what I think REBA is. It's where somebody goes ahead and somebody, you make a contract – it might be a nonsensical contract because I can go ahead and say, "Hey, dude, I'm going to give you five bucks right now. Uh, you don't have to do uh, you don't have to do anything for me. You don't have to give me any service. Uh, I'll give you five dollars. Do you have the right to go ahead and take that five dollars from me now? You know, just because I promised it. Uh, even if I, you know, five minutes later I said, "Nah, I don't feel like it anymore." You know, that's what interest is. And uh, people use violence against other people based off these agreements that are. Uh, uh... <clears throat> well, interest works really fucking weird in a system like this, though. You know, pre-Bitcoin, because have, have because what what they aim at with their entire financial system uh, is in paying interest. They they do not want you to discharge the debt, right? Ever, but they do not yeah. want you to be. They they don't want you to not take new debt, right? They want you to keep getting in debt and keep paying not the principal but the interest yes. or the minimum. 
Better yet, not even the whole interest, just a little bit. That's why the because, first like year of your mortgage is all interest, yeah. like two cents or something per payment exactly. go to. Yeah. Yeah. Because that opinion, comes uh, back to them in real effort. And when you can print it through debt, then it's free to you. Yeah, that's how they get. That's how they do their wealth redistribution. Uh, we just we we just uh, impose it upon ourselves because uh, it's similar to IP laws, where uh, if you go ahead and say IP laws is uh, basically slavery because uh, it's restricting what uh, somebody can do with their labor and what or with their own property, right. uh, they people will agree with it because how else are we going to make money? You know, that's how they actually get people to go ahead and put their money into the banks in the first place. They promise interest. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this other. I'm going to go ahead and loan out your money. Uh, to somebody else that I don't have mm. uh, and take something from them and I'm going to give you a piece of it, you know? Uh, and so we kind of buy into our own slavery. That's why I focus on the individual a whole lot nowadays uh, because I think that we create the system uh, by our uh, lack of, our, by our myopia, you know, like just having our closed-minded kind of like a cultural idea of right and wrong, you know, uh, based off of gener generations and generations of brainwashing. Yeah, if we if we use their definition of good and bad, then of course we think that they're good. Yeah, another and example. Everyone else can actually yesterday. be bad. Uh, on Free Talk Live, uh, the idea if uh, you go into a restaurant and you order something, and mm -hmm. because of the cultural norms, uh, you go ahead and uh, do you do you have an obligation to pay for that thing? Is it theft if you don't go ahead and pay for that meal? Right. You know, most people say yes. I say that that's no, that's absolutely right. And I'll tell you, model. and I'll tell you why. Uh, nah, so here's so here's how this works. Model, hold man. on, hold on, hold on. No, you you brought it up, and I really need to answer this yeah, question. Okay, so sure. the whole going into a a restaurant. Okay, you know for a fact. Don't hold uh, assuming back, assuming that you you know are of a, a decent civilized human being, you know that they own the food that's in there, and yeah. when you get that thing that they own. Okay, what did you think that you were giving them that would be worth them giving this to you? Because, like, w let me let me let me show you my my first gift was an exchange. I gave my parents immortality. They fed me and housed me. Like that was an exchange, and wouldn't you know it? We love each other. So, what exchange did you think you were making? Because it's always an exchange. And it's not like they're trying to hide anything. They they tell you right on the menu what the prices are, and the things that they yeah. don't tell you are free. Like when they bring out you a bread basket and or water, uh, and there's or water, and there's yeah. no price. Like you know, it's it's free because yeah. and if they charged That's, you for it, that would I I think that would be fraud to a certain extent. Like because you know you you walk into a restaurant with the expectation yeah. that you won't get charged right off the bat. Yeah, yeah I, I know it's, it's an efficient boilerplate contract. It's hold so on, efficient we don't write it. Yeah. Let's we'll say you talk. Yeah, I mean, there's expectations all around uh, with a lot of our contracts and what we do, uh, and not always do we have the force of uh, violence to go ahead and uh, use on other people to kind of make it our way, you know? Uh, that's why we have uh, – I've kind of like kind of gone all in on the not your keys, not your coins kind of thing because Amen. if you can go yeah. ahead and make these promises easier, I mean, if you can have like the social constructs to kind of like create this obligation that you're actually that you can that you can actually use violence to kind of like uh, – or not, you don't even have to use violence most of the time because most people are just going to go with it. Uh, then <clears throat> I think that's basically socializing the cost and people are actually, uh, if they did change the business model, they would actually lose money. So if they move to something safer and more secure, like collateral or putting something down or paying up front, normal ways of paying for things, normal yeah. transactions, then, uh, they'll lose money. And so they don't want to. And so they want the state 
and they want this social construct to kind of like enforce it rather than using something that's simpler and cheaper. Well, they're just used to outsourcing the responsibility, mm. right? Most exactly. people have been taught that, uh, oh, it's much safer to keep your value in a bank. Like when you graduate high school or even before, you're going to need to get yourself a bank account because that's the safe place to keep your money. Now, I mean, maybe it's safer than, uh, you know, tucking it under your mattress. Maybe, maybe. I mean, in today's society, man, like that might be the safer option, really. Uh, but now you have an alternative. You, you know, with, with your, what you said about not your keys, not your coins. Uh, as long as you have your keys, you can memorize your money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to exist well anywhere. Yeah. And that's the most secure place I can think of to keep my money is in a place where only I have access to it. Uh, I don't know. I guess it would depend on your definition of secure because my definition of secure uh, also includes like the contingency that if I die, like you know, I want mm-hmm. my wealth to go on to. There, there are know, ways to. There's yeah. There's really simple ways to do that. No, for sure. Yeah. So many ways. Uh, yeah. No, I I know. But like, what I'm saying is like only keeping it in your brain is like not the most secure in my opinion. Uh well, actually it is. It's maximum security because uh if you forget, well then guess what? It's gone. Like all of the responsibility lies within yourself at that point. But if you need to transport a large quantity of value from point A to point B, you can do so by only memorizing a series of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do. You could be naked. I think right. all I'm saying Unclothed, is... Unclothed, no oh, okay. tattoos. No, all, well, I, well, all on, I'm saying so, is... So there's there's <laughs> coins that got sent to the wrong bloody address, right? Right. right? Now, technically, those are the most secure coins in all of existence. <laughs> right. No one is ever going to move those. They yeah. are secure. Which is technically correct. Yeah. <laughs> However, in order to get some utility, we, we sacrifice a little bit of our security in order to get that utility by, say, someone that's alive at least knowing the words in their head to this yeah. thing we might even go a little further and be like okay maybe two someone's like maybe your wife knows your right, uh, right. your uh seed phrase that's or- that's basically what i'm saying i think that like the most secure way is like you knowing and the person that you intend on giving the rest of your property. There are now. ways for you to do the. Uh, well, I mean, that, that value does get transferred, though. This is like this is a, this universe. Nothing is created or destroyed or whatnot. That value gets transferred to everybody else. It's redistributed. You know, if you can't move those coins, that makes it more scarce, and everybody else kind of gets like a little bit more value. Yeah, he's got uh, a good point. Though. That, no, that's true. But I'm not a collectivist. Coins. I'm a selfish. Uh, I'm a selfish capitalist that well, cares then, about. Then you would actually and, cheer and, for more lost coins. And the point not is my lost you get coins, to, not yours. Well, the <laughs> point is that you get to choose your own level of security. Right. Like maybe you're like, you know, it's it's not enough just for us to know these seed phrases. I want a, a computer program constantly running that will find my obituary in this uh, newspaper and then send them to my children. Right. I don't have to rely on Wells Fargo or Chase Manhattan or right. JP Morgan and that's or whoever. Not, that's obviously not what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying that like, you know, like yeah, planning for these contingencies is like, you know, well, yeah, but but the beauty of it is that you get to pick where your level of security is. I mean, like, hey, maybe you actually like the so-called custodial wallets, which is the most nonsensical fucking phrase in the universe. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you like these companies holding on to your money for you. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, yeah. pick your own level of risk. Mm-hmm. And you, you get to. Thing, uh, it's not just this. Yeah. Good? Sorry about that. Uh, no, good. Uh, there's custody everywhere. Uh, it pisses me off hearing about the custody from uh, Bitcoiners a whole lot because people put their money in stocks. They get paid from uh, employers who hold their money for like two weeks or months mm-hmm. on end. They have custody all over the place uh, uh, constantly. And up, up until they actually get crypto in their hands, it's mostly custody uh, or actual something physical in their hands. Uh, so what most people's value is not actually in their own uh, hands. Right, because um, we got PayPal, we got Venmo, we got what are the other ones? Uh, I'm not even just cash. I'm just talking about a lot. Well, of mortgages are also money. like it's a way of that. Issues. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all, a lot of it's a fiduciary uh, kind of like bills. And then on top of that, there's like some social trust. And to be honest, I like the social stuff like families and uh, neighbors and neighborhoods actually having like, uh, you know, growing that value locally and whatnot. It's certainly uh, some good so shit. Custody, uh, that's the real stuff. Uh, but there's custody all over the place. And uh, and that's where a lot of that's what I was mentioning about all this fiat money going into stocks and into crypto. and looks exactly the same when you look at the charts, especially when you look at Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh that that is all fiduciary. That's a lot of that uh, fiduciary trust. In fact, actually, this well, idea hold on. Uh, just to, just like to, almost... uh, just so you know, in recent developments, one of the uh, biggest things is that it's starting to look a lot more like gold than it looks like the stock market. So here's here's one of the fun coefficients here. The more the banks collapse, the more people see crypto for what it actually is: alternative money. Like the more that the banks show themselves for what they are hopelessly corrupt and like mathematically provably full of shit cryptocurrency is the beatles of currency Uh, that's true that's true that's that probably will look more and more or less and less like uh stocks over time because when when rock and roll first showed up right it was anti-establishment it was anti like People didn't want their kids using it, right? You know, institutions were like, "No, stay away yeah. from this evil." Rock. Mm. So, so you know, and and who is the greatest band in rock and roll? The Beatles, arguably, mm. right? You know, at least historically speaking. So, they, they ergo, the, most awards. the Bitcoin is the Beatles of currency. Mm. I mean, yep. at what point did they become like? Uh, so like controversial was it at the beginning or was it when they like started taking lsd well rock and roll was uh was controversial in the first place yeah. mm. oh, ever okay. since elvis moved elvis, his hips yeah, that's i think that's moving your hips while yeah. you're in front of people it's indecent right <laughs> you stripper did you guys know <laughs> you fucking slut exactly <laughs> this is actually in in show prep for me did you guys know that elvis presley was a narc Yes. Yeah, I knew that. Yes. Well, I watched the and did Elvis you know he directly no. armed the government? And also, did Nixon you know that? In particular, did you know that he never left the country? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty wild to me. Well, uh, didn't he get drafted? So he did leave the country. Just uh... Uh, did he? I don't know. Yeah. The, no, uh, he did. Yeah, uh, Elvis went to war. Maybe you could help us a little. Oh, bit I didn't tonight. know that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was By like. Applause. Hang on. Mm-mm. Hold on, guys. Yeah, that was one of the big, like, uh, Beatles fans versus Elvis fans. Things. Yes. Wow. There we go. Keep yeah. Memphis clean from his long black limousine. Fighting crime with fast karate chops. Oh, now Elvis was an arc. Ten rhinestones after dark. He did his best to keep Memphis drug free. <laughs> Woo! He knew every pill he'd eat. 
would be one less on the street. <laughs> Elvis took them all for you and me. Pinkerton Bowden, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Demento. I wish that's you, how Dr. the war on drugs was actually fought. <laughs> <laughs> I'll the just federal just agents being like, how <laughs> can I take the most drugs possible? I must keep them away from the children and do more. <laughs> You guys ever watch uh, Black Dynamite? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, not as much as I as I want I might to. Be too it's a good. Old for it's, that. it's a good. Uh, it's a good one. Oh, you talking about the cartoon? No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh yeah, no, I. Cartoon is all I'm familiar with. Uh, got you. It was uh, around the same time period, and I have a feeling they did talk about Elvis a whole lot. I got to rewatch it again. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just imagining a, a cordon of cops not letting any drugs near the school because they're just doing all of them. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they, they, they cordon off the school while there's drug dealers trying to get in, and then suddenly <laughs> up rolls a limousine, and Elvis in his white suit and the big collars and the sequins and the di- all that shit gets out, and he's like, I'm here to do the drugs. Man. <laughs> well, I, I, I was kind of talking more about the politicians, like the Jeff Sessions and all of these other drug warriors it's like please take like the hardest drugs like take the fentanyl <laughs> take the crocodile so that we get that off the street oh and so that uh you know like you're, you're saving like lives this. yeah i like this we start by feeding the fentanyl to the president and move our way down <laughs> hey uh saeed fantastic call thank you man have a good night uh let's move on to uh what do we got here somebody dropped off okay well uh, beard talk live who the fuck is this Inauthentic McElroy. The, I'm sorry, the who? Inauthentic McElroy. Inauthentic yeah. m- m- what? Roy? Inauthentic McElroy. What's a McElroy? It's like a McElroy. I have no idea. Only oh, McElroy. <laughs> oh, like McDonald's, not McDonald's. I see. Well, inauthentic McElroy, do you have a beard? Yes. yes. Nice. All right, bearded fella. And, and, uh, I've got news. Okay, what's the news? Okay, uh, from last week, uh, that mission you put me on. Oh, right, what was it? Because I forget. <laughs> um, It was Diesel Machine. I love that band. It was Diesel Machine. That band rocks, Oh, by the yeah, way. I, I'm remembering this yeah. uh, mission. I... They only have two albums, too, uh, and the first one is better. They just put out a new one, and by just put out, I mean probably four or five years ago now. Uh, no, two years ago, it was 2020. Was it really? That's yeah. three years ago. Just, still. just to refresh my memory and the listener's memory, like this was the challenge to uh, identify the band that uh, was in like the break, the that, break music. Uh, of the music that he liked, right? Yeah. Yep, FYI, yeah. Uh, episode 24. Right. Episode 24, Diesel Machine. Yeah. Uh, I've got some on deck for today. Uh, I've got some Slayer. Uh, and I've got uh, a band called Death Angel. Now, <laughs> Death Angel's name makes them sound way like more scary than they are. Uh, they're they're top-notch musicians. Don't get me wrong, and they play fast, but like they have singing and yelling, you know that kind of a thing. They're a high-production band. Uh, they've been around forever. Uh, they have one song in particular. I don't know if it'll play or not the way I've got it set up, but. Uh, I was, it's been on my mind today. It's called five steps to freedom. And it just sort of describes like the thought process of somebody actually trapped in a cage and that kind of, and so it's kind of been, you know, it's in my rotation, if you will, at this point. And it's been on my mind. So I, I brought that in, uh, for the break music and then, uh, 
uh, Slayer. I'll even spill the song. It's uh, War Ensemble is mm-hmm. the name of the song. Uh, the sport is war, total war. Uh, when victories really massacre, the final swing is not a drill. It's how many people I can kill. Uh, as you can imagine, that song is about well, war. Mm-hmm. So that's what's coming up. Authentic McElroy. <laughs> Good shit. But yeah, no, uh, uh, that, that that band made me, Diesel uh, Machine made me think that there needs to be more, uh, what I, I'm going to term it now, uh, industrial groove metal. Yes, I agree. That is an yeah, underrepresented genre, at least in my scope. Like, it, n- not a lot of that crosses my It's so underrepresentative, I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, Fear Factory would be an example of that. Those guys have been around, well, I think they're done now. They got a new singer, uh, but their old singer, uh, had, you know, they mm-hmm. kicked him out or whatever again. Like, it happened once before, and then they got back together, and then now they're done again, and they got a new singer. But... Uh, those guys do industrial metal sp- and like fast stuff. They're not all just groove, but they have a lot of groove elements to them. Uh, and they have a the the singer alternates between the like the hardcore yelling, screaming, and the actual singing. And like there'll be like harmony parts and stuff like that. They also I don't like a lot of I'm gonna call it keyboards in my bands. Uh, Fear Factory does use keyboards, but they do it in such a way that's awesome. They'll do like the overwhelming bass sound, like to like an explosion. So like when they stop and then a big part comes up and they all come back in, like in the movies, right? That big low end tone, you know, they'll use it for like howling winds and sound effects, stuff like that. They do a really good job, especially live uh, with that kind of a stuff. Uh, so Fear Factory, if you like Diesel Machine, uh, Fear Factory might be something for you to check out. Demanufacture oh, yeah. is my favorite album of theirs. It's a picture of a human skeleton, and it sort of morphs into a barcode. That's their album <laughs> cover. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Nice. Hey, that's all I called for. So. Hey, thanks for uh-huh. the follow-up. Enjoy Diesel Machine, man. Peace. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much time that took him. I should have asked him. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe he's listening to the rest of the show. Since episode 24. Uh, and yeah. he'll, well, no, uh, he he brought it up last week. He did. Yeah. He's been thinking about it since episode 24. He brought it up in episode 40 yeah. and figured it out between episode 40 and now this episode I. 41. One, one week. I.e. one week. So was it beep boop or did it take you all week? <laughs> oh, weird. Well, well, we had a caller. There was, uh, well, and, you know, I mean, he waited a good long time, too. I'm surprised he dropped off. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, dropped off, like, the second you were about to I was just to. like, eh, yeah. eh, I know, uh, I saw him. I, oh, saw, him. You, I oh, saw it from okay. here. Okay, yeah. back to this. You, you almost got on. You were hey, this close. Well, this uh, gives me the opportunity to potentially go into the show prep. You like to bring show prep. Nice. I do, indeed. Yes. I'm, well, I mean, you we, know. We haven't been doing that. It's been I just, just wanted to keep know. talking about ties. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just keep pulling talk show out of our ass as this thing continues to go on. It's, but It's pretty impressive, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I'm the kind of person that like needs a little bit of structure, but it seems like you guys are able to carry on fine with uh, very little of it. it. The structure kind of, uh, like... Makes itself. It I so if I'm going to be a philosophical anarchist, right? I should also practice it, right? right. And well, it's spontaneous so, order. And so doing this show in an unformat sort of a way allows that to happen, right? And so I think that's what makes this show interesting: is that each show is a little bit different from every other one. Whereas, like unlike Sundays when I host Free Talk Live. Mm. Uh, 
we have a cadence, right? There's certain, we do bits, you know what I mean? There's certain things that we kind of always do. Uh, and so like, and we do that even here on this show. And I guess we should do the thing. Now uh, that we're yeah, talking we should about, do right? the thing. Yeah. That we always the do. Yeah. The, the amble, yeah. yes, as it's known. The Beard Talk Live amble is shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Why do we say the amble? Because fuck the FCC. Because we fucking care. Because fuck the FCC. Because if you and don't use F- your fucking rights, you lose your fucking rights. That's exactly how yeah, it works. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Why am I wearing body armor yeah, right now? Like I, that's the per. Because if I stop wearing body armor, then I won't be able to wear body armor because they'll go, ooh, look, they're not wearing body armor. Let's make that illegal. I swear, Neuralink, man, that was I was literally going to say the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so, Get off my wavelength, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Because that's how it fucking works. And if I don't do math and combine it with electrical writing, then they will make that illegal. Hey, Peekless, are you going to let uh, third chair with his show prep? Or? <laughs> well, I mean, you've like maybe convinced me that show prep might not be a good thing for oh, this great. show. Oh, great. <laughs> now he's not even going to do it. Last time but, he brought show prep, I was I, I might have been like, yeah, you know, in my mind, yeah. and then he busted out the show prep, and it was <laughs> epic. Yeah. Right? So I have I have a high standard now, and now I'm Da-da-da. concerned as to whether or not this show prep will we'll live, live up, up to your the ridiculous. Pre- High <laughs> well, Not I mean, to mention it's, the previous well, it's unfortunately not beard related. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not beard related. Yeah, I mean, but it is very, very, very important, nevertheless, um, because I, I think that in the libertarian community, we are very good about um, realizing the importance of arms, like realizing the importance of self-defense, but also a lot of us know what democide is. Yes. Um, you know, the risk of government um, killing you, killing your family, killing people in your community. Um, and I think that in the 20th century alone, the government uh, was responsible for 263 million uh, non-war-related deaths. Um, and, you know, I mean, luckily it hasn't gotten close. Uh, this... Um, this century, but you know, we're still in the early 1920s and uh, <laughs> we've still got some time. It's uh, hawaii.edu slash power kills slash 20th.htm. Yeah, if you look into Rudolph Rummel, you'll find tons of good stuff. Yeah, but the actual data still exists. I, I like to look at it from time to time. I don't understand it because I'm not. And it's put together on a website that looks like it was built in, like, 1999. Yeah. Um, but all of the data still exists uh, there. And this is, like, sort of, for me, this is a bit of a canary in the coal mine, right? Mm. If this is ever not publicly accessible, yeah. again, I'd be like, hey, hey Shit's guys. Shit's going yeah. down. Something, something's <laughs> up here. Um, but but yeah. going, going There's down. There's so much that, that, that just disappears up down the memory hole. But, and and this is one of the things I was talking about with like what's changed recently ish is that like they're really blatant about this shit. Yeah. Like, oh, there were two people. Nope, there was one, and you're crazy if you think there were two. Mm. Like, they at least really tried to cover that up with uh, uh Oklahoma City. Like right. they really tried to cover up nope, nope, they, you're, th- these witnesses are crazy for thinking there's a second person. Yeah, like, well, and every year on the uh, on the ATF Twitter page, they uh, they cover 
like, oh, remember the Oklahoma City bombing and like, you know, the mm. the people that lost their lives that day. But they cleverly uh, ignore what else happened on that day, which was the Waco massacre, <laughs> which is something that, uh, you know, arguably if they had not done that, the Oklahoma City bombing would not have happened. If you believe the, uh, you know, the, the official story on that. Uh, I just want to say this, uh, having looked it up. Of all pre-20th century killings, massacres, infanticide, executions, genocide, sacrifices, burnings, deaths by mistreatment, and the like, that for which corpses have been counted or estimated, surely but a fraction, add up to a range of near 89 million to slightly over 260 million men, women, and children dead as a result of democide. Yep. And the number I constantly see is 263, but yeah, yeah if you that's, ro- that's the correct down, number, right? right? Yeah, this is so when you look this stuff up, you have to look at a number of sources. The hawaii.edu URL has the raw data. If you want to right. check anything, if you're reading an article that claims a number, whatever it is, you could go pop over there if you're industrious enough and, right. and look it up yourself. It's well, yeah. There. And I mean, like, you don't even know if you can trust these numbers, right? Because a lot of these numbers are gotten from the government data. <laughs> So, well, so, so so what I'm saying right, is it's it could be estimate. way more it's than 263. Yeah. yeah, so that's a low and low ball. A lot of sure. people when they first hear this, they're like, "Well, but that that's not many, especially with all the wars." Well, no, that doesn't include war. No, it doesn't include it war. It doesn't include war. Although 263 maybe it million people yeah. not including war. Yeah. And I wonder what the war statistic is for the same period of time. It probably is more. I I hope I mean I don't hope so, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it would be. Yeah, but well, like, the lines kind of blurred, right? I mean, because like, uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to go well, down so, too controversial. So one, of the, of, one of the points of uh, this, of but... war, though, is human sacrifice of your own population. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like with I the mean, Holocaust, okay, right? I mean, like, is the, are those war deaths or are those let's, uh, let's genocide deaths? Let's look at this deaths? just mm. real quick for one half of a fucking second. Okay, so you're going to at random. Get it like you're going to make things bad enough that uh, this many people join up to the service, right? Uh, because we're a voluntary army, okay? So, at random, this set of people joins your your little you know, I get to tell you exactly what the fuck to do, and what do you do? You send them where they're going to die, yeah, usually wearing some form or another of pentagram, okay, or you know, other you know, the, there's always this like weird occult fucking uh, uh, I don't recall seeing symbolism. Oh, yeah. Look at the side of a jib. Okay, it doesn't have the, the little connecting lines, but you'll see a circle with a star in it. It's always the stars, man. You got 50 fucking pentagrams on the flag, man. <laughs> wow. And who sends them out? The Pentagon. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I refer the, the Pentagon. Yeah. I refer the Pentagon, the Pentagon as the Pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> because it is. Yeah. 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 So that's what sends these people to their deaths. It's a human sacrifice. Yeah, it's a and machine. It's, and it's necessary for them to maintain the illusion that that these pe- that these friends and relatives died for a reason, for something that exists that's real. You can't tell me there's no such thing as the country. It's real. No. My cousin died for this country. I mean, people die for abstract reasons all the time. Religions, for example, right? You know? Uh, I'm not a particularly religious dude. I know that you are, but yeah. like, you know, every religion is like, well, ours is correct. And it's like, well, you can't all be right. So yeah. some of you are full of shit, at least, if not all, y'all. 
And well, and well, and there's a term in uh, Judaism for uh, dying in the name of God. It's called Kadush Hashem. Um, but the way that Jews do it, uh, it's very often not killing in the name of, you know, like it's very much you got like the word douche in it. Yeah, uh, Kadush. Uh, it, it means uh, it means uh, blessing. Um, and um, it's not but, the sound <laughs> like when you overfill the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But basically, like most of the time that Kadush Hashem is uh, invoked is when um, you're basically not bending over two tyrants. Like, for example, yeah. like if if uh, there there have been examples throughout history where uh, reading Torah like in any sort of public fashion is illegal. Um, and so somebody that goes out and reads Torah um, and is publicly executed dies um, in Kadush Hashem. Okay. Um, so, I mean... And I mean, hold on. You aren't religious, but... Okay, here you are in a studio that has been raided twice mm-hmm. by the enforcement officers of a very murderous organization. Mm-hmm. For religious and, reasons. And here you are doing basically oh, the same minister. thing that they got. <laughs> like, like yeah. okay, so, so obviously you are putting your life at risk for some fucking reason... And I'm going to go with an abstract reason, an ideal would you that like, you believe in. Would you like to know why? Uh, it's because uh, because of my philosophy that uh, no man should rule over another. Uh, I realize that that requires the participation of, well, everybody else. Right? So in order for me to be free, I recognize that you also must be free, right? If I want to maintain, if I want to achieve maximum individuality, maximum freedom, that requires all y'all, and I mean everybody listening, you know, the whole world, to also be free. Mm. And so that's why I'm here. And that, in my opinion, is a religious zealotry. Mm. Like you are, I mean, you you've I referred to yourself just... as an Eleutheromaniac many times. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, here you are willing to. Uh, put yourself at who knows how much risk because this peace and freedom idea, because, I mean, really, they're just two sides of the same coin, peace and freedom. I mean, yeah, being free is being without being threatened. Right. So, like, yeah, it is peace. peace. It's the same yeah. thing. So you are so devoted to this thing that you're willing to lay your life on the line for it. That is a religious zealotry. <laughs> I... It is weird because people will be listening to this or watching over at watch.freetalklive.com. Or if they want to call, they can call 603-283-6160. Only way you can see the body armor is by by watching. (laughs) That's true. Um, So it is odd for me to think about sitting at this desk, speaking into this microphone as risking my life. But it's true. Just that, because you suppress that knowledge doesn't that, mean that you didn't make that decision consciously. No, no, I, I, I have the knowledge. I'm not really yeah. suppressing it. I know that it exists. There, there are people watching and listening who are going to be like, well, you just sit on your ass and yell at the government in a microphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I do that too. That's, that's <laughs> a factually correct statement. I do sit on my ass and yell at the government into a microphone. That's Turns true. out that's what really upsets them. Yeah, I mean, the government has put us on constructive notice that that is enough to have violence committed against you. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna swat at people like us 
whenever they feel like it, whenever they're, you know, oh, they didn't get enough busts or their boss comes down on them for something that they didn't do or didn't do right or whatever, uh, you know, they'll take it out on uh, anyone they can. Uh, and they love to pick on those who are vocal. Mm. So, so it I, is a risk. So I did have a reason in bringing all of this up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were in the middle of a thing. Way to go, Peakless. Yeah. I, I wanted to continue talking about the religious zealotry of we the have, atheist crowd. We have callers, too, so go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, again, like, libertarians uh, and liberty-minded people know the utility of having guns and being armed, but they don't um, similarly recognize the utility Sorry, of um of having uh like a shield you know in in respect to this as well it's sort of like being a knight and having a sword but having no armor um and and so i i think that um after you buy a couple of guns it is very very um impervious that you also get body armor and you don't have to go too Imperative. crazy yeah or imperative yeah. what did i say I impervious impervious uh, whoops. Okay. Well, it's imperative that you get body armor, and uh, I have an article that says why buy body armor. Uh, five reasons why every American should own body armor. Ooh, um, it's a list. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, now, now is it the top five or just five? I think it's just five because and I think is it, is I think it there's in reverse order or forward order. Is it one, two, three, four, five? It doesn't or is it five, seem four, like three, it's. Two, one? It doesn't it seem like it's in any particular okay. order. But right. I don't even think that my biggest reason is on this list, which oh. is like the reason that I we'll save laid yours out for last. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I already gave it away, but um, oh. we'll just go back to it at the end. Uh, so number one, um, hunting and sports shooting. Um, it says there are millions of Americans that hunt both recreationally and for their livelihood. Um, personally, I hunt in areas that are surrounded by forests for thousands of acres and uh, five-acre uh, farm fields. Um, and according uh, to the PewTrust.org, some states like Michigan saw a 67% increase in new hunters for 2020, and Nevada saw a 40% increase for new hunters um, while Idaho saw a 28% increase. And the reason why uh, it's so important to wear body armor when you hunt is because um, you could take all of the proper preca uh, precautions. You can, like, wear orange. You can do all of these things, but bullets don't really care. Yeah. They're <laughs> so, colorblind. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you can, you can be hunting and some guy from super far away, like, just shoots it gets the luck of the draw, goes through a bunch of trees, and if you get hit, you're you're screwed. So, I mean, obviously, if you're a hunter, I think that that is probably, like, one of the biggest uh, instances well, where you would need Well, percent increase in hunters so over what period of time? Um, so, um, so from for Michigan, um, in particular, it was a 67% increase in new hunters for 2020. So, so that's interesting. That sounds like it was from 2019 to 2020. 67% increase. So that's interesting, particularly in light of um, a bunch of things for that particular year. That was right. COVID kicking off. Right, exactly. Right? Well, and but, for Michigan in particular. Well, they couldn't even but also get that's, seeds. That's so. kind of when the when the market started being weird. Like all the mm. prices of houses shot up again. Right. Right. Uh, we, we saw... Uh, versions of like shortage of stuff. So I wonder if people are like, oh fuck, we better go hunting. Right. Right. Because we need food. Yeah. Well, right? also better Can't to go know... to the grocery store. So let's get a hunting license. Well, also better to know how to hunt before you need to know how to hunt. 
you know. 66%? Uh, 67 for 67. Michigan. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and then for other states, it was a bit lower, but that's that's substantial All for right, sure. All right, what's the next one? Uh, next one, oh, well, and it goes into, um, like, as a sub thing, what uh, body uh, plate is best for deer season. Um, and this one says that he wears a level four uh, plus HA body armor. Mm. And I'll get into the different levels after I so read the, the list. The important part on that one being that uh, you want to be prepared to uh, deal with a rifle because right. people have rifles. And right. particularly a high-powered rifle. Like, you'd probably be looking at a three oh eight if if you're uh, around a lot of people that I, are hunting I for big game. I want to know what kind of body armor I should wear in wabbit season. In wabbit season? Uh... Well, How about we can... duck season. No, duck season. <laughs> Rabbit, Rabbit season. season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Yeah. Elmer get... season. Uh, now you've got it. All right. All right. What's next? Um. Well, I mean, we could briefly go into the um different uh types if that's something that you're interested. Well, you said there in. were five. We've gotten through one. Well, I mean, but like, no, the different types of body armor because, like, if. If what you're saying, if your question was a serious question. Oh, no, I was okay. not serious at all. I, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, either way, we'll get into it, like, after the list, so it's fine. Um, next reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, next, yes, we will. Next reason is uh, home defense. Um, and so um, it basically goes into how, um, like. A pretty it, big armor plated vest to fit around my house <laughs> <laughs> well i think that the reason why it lists home defense is because like if let's say that you have a setup where you have an upstairs and a downstairs right you mm -hmm. hear some like bump in the night downstairs you might have a rifle by your bed um but like as as trusty as your 30 round you know ar-15 might be uh your rifle won't protect you against um intruders that are also armed which if i were an intruder in new hampshire and i was breaking into somebody's house <laughs> in the middle of the night knowing that they were home i would mm -hmm. certainly not be unarmed yeah. uh so so that's that's the huge utility with home defense is that like if um you know it just provides an additional layer of protection um that you otherwise worth, wouldn't it's have. worth knowing these things when we're seriously like on the edge of potential Temporary apocalypse. Right. Because, okay, so here's some fun shit that's happening this week. Uh, June 1st, we're moving from the London rate to the American rate of, for overnight lending in banks. So what this means is like a quadrillion dollars of contracts are currently set to this standard of lending. And now all of them need to move to this standard of lending. So is it Y2K? Yes. <laughs> That's uh, how I asked it. It is the it Y2K of money. And that is happening on the 1st of June. Wow. So could be like the regular Y2K, a big old nothing burger. Or it could actually be like a like the event that triggers the breakdown of the financial <laughs> system of the planet. Because <laughs> it's very clearly breaking down. I love all our nothings. Uh, bank run to 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 crypto. Bank run to crypto. Yeah. I, I don't know when. Yeah. I just think that that is a good idea. It is nonviolent. It is a form of protest. It's something everybody can participate in. Uh, I mean, even do it on a consistent basis, you know, like just dollar cost average it. Um, and there are ways. What of, would be the best day? Oh, tax day. Mm, yeah. Tax day would be the best day. Yeah. I mean, what better day for a tax protest? Yeah. 
Hmm. Interesting. That'd be a good one. Mm. All right. So anyway. Um, yeah. So. Uh, oh ne- yeah. Uh, reason I want. So, uh, just real quick. The reason I brought it up is because you might have to defend your canned fucking food soon. Right. Exactly. Oh that. So. Yeah. Oh. You might Sorry, really want to know which I, uh, which armor you uh, you need for this. I yep. so take it for granted that like. The, the liberty community is all about this kind of a thing and like being prepared like even if it never happens right you got to have your shit together yep. and your ducks in a row and you know people will frown on you if you don't have like certain levels of things going on you know that kind of a thing there's a bit of social pressure within the libertarian <laughs> well, the, community they, they don't want it's you to true. they don't want you to be a burden i don't i know that's like, why normies are all about getting your lawn so, care right yeah. so from time to time also, on the other hand from time to time i forget that there's you know a whole bunch of regular ass people out there who just if they tuned into five seconds of what we're Forget talking about there's a world that isn't new hampshire <laughs> yeah no that's that, that that was shocking to me when i had to go to the the high school reunions like oh right the world that isn't new hampshire i forgot you existed dear god i didn't I didn't bother to imagine what had happened to it after COVID. Right. Like the normal world, dear God. All right. I just have to say this because it, it happened again. So if you're on Same hold. Color? No, different caller. Uh? If you're on hold, uh, stay there until I get to the call. <laughs> uh, I mean, or I guess hang up and call back, but that's kind of annoying, right? But it's been twice now that I've, I've reached over and then pff, the call is gone. Well, we could go into the next reason. Let's do it. Uh, So body armor is legal for uh, everyone, almost. Um, Yeah, I was going to say there are some, there's been some recent controversy about certain types of body armor and where, what states you can and cannot. So 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 there's New York and then there's the rest of reality. Now, New there's York, New York is and there's America. Yeah. <laughs> New York's made it illegal, but like even California can find it in their heart to let you have fucking Kevlar. Uh, what I love about New York, the state, is uh, their motto the Empire State. Yeah. Right. Whenever I think of uh, they New live York. up to it. Yeah. Whenever I think of New York, uh, instantly the song, you know, bum, 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 goes into my brain. <laughs> oh, the Cheney anthem. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Wow. <laughs> also, like it's it's fun whenever there's like a police parade to like you know uh, like if you have a speaker or something like walk alongside them as that's playing. Oh, <laughs> nice! Fun, hey, fun activism. Wear uh, a stormtrooper <laughs> outfit that has the speaker built into the back oh, of the thing, and yeah. then just carry your 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 uh, phaser. That'd be pretty fucking your laser sweet. rifle or yeah. whatever. It blaster, is. blaster. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, blaster rifle. I'm deducting four nerdcore points. Yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten more nerdcore points than I ever earned. Five points from Gryffindor. <laughs> um, so apparently the only type of people that can't own body armor on a federal level are convicted felons. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, let's just say I'm a convicted felon. I'm not. Well, let's just say I am. And to kick ass is a convicted and, felon. There, and I, I, I go online and I go uh, buy like some body armor, right? And then it shows up at UPS, you know, a couple days There's later. There's no background check if that's what Whatever. you're asking about. No, no, no. But like, and then I start wearing it. At what point do the men in costumes with 
arms, and I mean uh, firearms, that is, <laughs> uh, show up at my door to A, <laughs> take away my property that I just purchased, mm-hmm. uh, B, uh, threaten to kill me if I don't uh, comply, or or C, threaten to throw me in a cage if I don't comply. Isn't mm. it the same answer for any sort of law? Like, well, whenever they feel like it? Yeah, A, whenever <laughs> they feel like it, yeah. just like every other law, yeah. and also B, when they find out about it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, because Which, like when will they find out? C level A. So when they feel like it, they will bother to look at well, you. Well, and right, we're wearing once... like kind of bulky body armor, but like this this vest that I'm wearing without the the plates in it um, is a certain level that stops like nine um, millimeter, for example, and a couple of the other more common handgun yeah. rounds. So like I could wear this underneath my clothing, and like it and and nobody would know. It's almost like concealed carry body Yours, armor. Yours, yes, his, no. Yeah, mine right. is very clearly designed to be worn on the outside. Right, right. Uh, but what I'm saying is that, like, if if somebody is a convicted felon, um, and they do take their um safety seriously and are not as enthusiastic about following laws, um, then they could potentially like, like, operate in well, a way. I'll, I'll do you one better. They make suits out of uh, Kevlar. Like you can is just that get, real? Or no, I thought that, is, that was a John Wick thing. That is 100% real. Oh, wow. I've so never seen it. So it used to be a fiction thing. Oh, okay. Like, I remember that being an option from, like, a, a special side book from Cyberpunk, the role-playing game. Like, there was a side book. Right. That's where you could find the, the Kevlar-woven suits. Mm. But no, I have seen this shit on the internet. It is a thing. It I have 100%. the documents. Yes. <laughs> you believe everything on the internet, people. Uh, if it has a price tag, kind of. Next you're going to start t- uh, telling me that Dragon's Breath shotgun ammo is a real thing. Uh, Dragon's Breath shotgun <laughs> ammo is also. I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just riffing off of the Some uh, role-playing John level Wick shit stuff. and real. Yeah. Um, and, uh, another reason, um, is for protection, uh, for children, um, because, uh, you know, children tend to be, uh, more vulnerable than the others. And, um, there, there are really cool, um, backpacks. I actually have one, um, that have like sleeves in them. Yeah. For the for, slide in yeah, plate. For yeah. the slide in plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's totally okay to have like on school grounds and all like, like, Nice. You know, you you might like get run into some like bureaucrat that like searches a kid's backpack and finds that and and like tries to act like they know what they're talking about right, yeah. and be like, oh, this isn't. We will write a very right. stern letter to the right. parents of this particular pupil. Right. Um. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just extra protection, and you could be, and you could even, like, you could even play into their maybe gun control concerns and be like, hey, well, mass shootings, like, they happen every other day, man. So, like, you know, we, we've we got to protect our children and, and like, you know, just... Uh, well, first thing, get your kids out of government school if you're liberty-leaning yeah. and you still do that. But but if you, for some reason you haven't yet, this might be, like, a, um, a good idea. Get your kids out of government schools. Yep. Get yes. your kids out of government schools. Yep. Get it, your kids out of government schools. If you take anything away from this episode, please have it be that. Like, I'm sorry to give you the straight-up Republican line, but parents need to be raising their children. Raise your children. Don't hand them off to these psychopaths that are selling weaponry to everyone on Earth. 
that thrive on conflict throughout the globe. Don't hand them your children. Yeah, stop uh, outsourcing your responsibility. People yeah. people nowadays think that, oh, I got a kid. Well, I better send it to school for most of the fucking day and then, you know, feed it, you know, bathe it and send it off to do it. And they, that's what makes them a good parent. No. That is not what makes you a good parent. Getting your kid to public school on time every day does not make you a good parent. No. Sorry. Doesn't work like that. No. Following the prescribed method. If you want your uh, children to be trained in gang membership, send them off to school. If that's what you want your kid, if that's what you want of your children, then that's that's the best possible place to learn gang-like behavior. The whole gangland, uh, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, trope that was in the movies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, I could just see uh, some, you know, poor lady in in the ghetto, like, crying about, my son's getting involved in gangs, but but I kind of make sure he gets to school. (laughs) 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 The biggest gang in the world runs that place. So in reality, if you punch someone in the face... You go to jail. In yeah. school, you beat the absolute shit out of someone. You get sent home for a week. Sounds like, like being a cop. Seriously. <laughs> this, this is Membership the perfect has place its privilege. to yeah. train people for gang behavior. Yeah. That's not this is not where you train people to be human beings. 603-283-6160. So we have a number five, um, it, which is uh, public and events. We'll and we'll figure out what number five is after we take our break. And I said I was going to have uh, a very specific band for the break music. You did indeed. And here we go. We're going to be back in, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Stand by, everybody. 603-283-6160. Second half of Beard Talk Live coming up.
Too good. We, we took break too well. Right. And then we had to say, wait a minute, there's still some break time left. And now I feel much better because now we, it was actually just a couple minutes more than 10 minutes. Uh, and so we took longer than we intended to, which makes me feel good. I think that's a much better way to take your break time. Uh, this is not advice. I'm just a uh, host of a live streaming show called Beard Talk Live. Do not try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unless you want to try this at our home. <laughs> well, I mean, really, this is basically just this, us chilling. It's yeah, this is the world's greatest living room, right? Um, there's a telephone number if you want to call in because it is a call-in show, and there's been a couple callers who held for a while and we didn't get around to them because we were having conversations. Yeah. You know, but we've also had good callers tonight. We have, yeah. Uh, the phone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero should be on your. Wherever the fuck your TV screen is, somewhere it'll be TV screen. Listen to me, <laughs> tell old I am on your on your phone on the screen of the website or app you're using to view this video. I could watch Odyssey for my TV. Yeah, yeah, like because um, it's like nice. a smart TV, so it like has apps, mm. and Odyssey is like an app that you can it actually is. download onto your TV. Just you know, we're living in the 21st century, Library. man. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Bigless Mountaineer. Uh, what a fucking show, man. What yeah. a fucking show. It's been pretty damn good so far. I know. We've, I felt like we've fit so many different topics in and 
uh, you know, and just good shit. Um, so do you guys want to do number, number five? Number five. All right. So number okay, five. Okay, well, let's let's recap for those uh, who, yes. you know, maybe missed the first half or whatever. Yeah, so basically we're counting up the top five uh, reasons that every American should own body armor. Um, and I have a couple of extra reasons that the list didn't include, but... We'll get to those. Uh, yeah, it's a good list. Um, so number five, public events. Um, music concerts, sporting events, and large uh, festivals can often involve drugs, alcohol, and weapons. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Porkfest. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wearing a body armor plate in public events has become more common than um, many of you might think. Um, and so basically, like... It seems like a good reason to wear body armor if you are at a place with a high density of people, because unlike Porkfest, like if you go to some of these other events, you might not know the people or trust them as much. Um, and so it's good to just have that extra layer of protection. Better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. It's very similar Amen. to firearms. Um, so um, again, like just to stress this point, like if you are to own a sword, it is probably smart for you to own uh, some armor as well. One of the uh, the common things that I ran into when I lived on the West Coast was uh, people who were anti-gun, mm. right? Uh, very, very common for people to be anti-gun, not in that area. Uh, and, you know, they would say things like, oh, well, you don't need a gun, and all this kind of thing. And it's like, well, have you ever fired one? And no, like an overwhelming right. majority of the people I, I spoke to would answer. Some would be, some would say yes. Yeah, but, I have front into that too. And and so like I'm like, you know what? We can have this conversation after you've gone to the range and fired one. Mm. You know, go take a lesson or get your you know cousin Bobby or whatever somebody to take you out shooting. Right. You know, show you how to handle a gun and, and right. fire off a couple rounds. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, now <laughs> come and talk to me about guns. Yeah. Because I think their mind is going to change once they've fired one. And I think, like, for me on, on, on the topic of guns, it was never a question in my mind because all of my families, and I have multiple sets of parents, all of them were gun owners. Mm -hmm. So it yeah, was just a thing. It, you know, it was fine. It was in that. It's like... You know, a snowblower is a dangerous instrument to have, right? right. Lord knows how many snowblower uh, accidents or deaths or you know occur every year. But like, you still keep one in the garage, right? Now, well, you don't even need a background check to get a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Flame oh. th flamethrowers are agricultural tools. Oh, I also wanted yeah. to mention that uh, uh, never use dragon's breath on your actual shotgun. <laughs> uh, that, oh yes, <laughs> that is that not. is the use for like when you make a a uh, a cheaper than they will give you on a gun buyback uh, gun. Uh, mm -hmm. Beard talk live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, we got through. Oh. Who the fuck is this? It's me, Rob. Me, oh, Rob. Hey, me, Rob. Not me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> VT, Rob. How you guys doing? I'm Rob. <laughs> We're all right, Rob. <laughs> hey, so you guys were talking about some subjects here that uh, that interests me. Uh, one of them was, it wasn't in this show, but it was in the last show because you were talking about uh, the Kennedy assassination, and I've always, 
Uh, I've been fascinated by that. But you mentioned something about the Pepsi company. Can you recite uh, that Coke again? The Coke company. Uh, uh, actually, that one was Ian, I think, that was talking about that one. Or, or was that one the recall. caller? Anyway. Uh, okay, so where do you want me to start? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, was it the Pepsi company or the Coke company? I, this first I've heard it. Well, so, I mean, there's not actually a separation in any of the fascist government now, is there? Mm. So, Coke Company goes whichever way the wind blows. So, right now, they will show you a rainbow Coca-Cola. Isn't that nice? And, you know, they also went, one people, one rule, <laughs> one drink, Coca-Cola. Because the prevailing one at the time was German fascism. So that's what they went with. Like, yeah, they're a fucking corporation. Corporations are, are designed to be sociopathic. Yes, they are. And Pepsi's no different, by the way. I mean, they are... Um, I think that a lot of their branding is like, oh, we are like the cool, hip uh, company, like, and we're like for your individual expression and all mm -hmm. of that. Um, but then look at who they were in bed with during the Cold War. Mm. They were the... Um, what is it? The exclusive supplier of cola for the Soviet Union. So, I can't think oh, of two things well, that are two more di diametrically opposed. There, Peakless, mm. you said something about their their design to be sociopathic. Sociopathic, and who designs corporations? That would be the government. Ah. <laughs> Ah, so okay. the government says if you're going to be a corporation, you have to follow these specific rules, That's right? That's correct. And so they're the ones who designed this organization type. Uh, the other thing that it is designed to do is to always be profitable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's... Taking know, into account, of course, that the biggest source of profit is always the government. The Cantillionaire effect. Mm. Wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. No, I, it's yeah. just, like no, I said, I've always been interested yep. in the Kennedy assassination and stuff, but I never oh, yeah. heard that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so no, the, the Kennedy assassination. So um, the biggest overlap I know with Pepsi in particular with the Kennedy assassination is just the oil company. Like, uh, you know, all those ingredients on the back of, uh, of the can, like where they tell you these unpronounceable, like, tetrahydrocarbons. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are those are oil. I try and those read those from oil. time to time and attempt to pronounce them because I think I can. Right. Lord well, knows if I get them right or not. Right. It's all oil. These are these are synth these are synthetic products. All the synthetic pro What do you think we're synthesizing them out of? It's oil byproducts. So, uh, well, and geez. oil is what paid for the Kennedy assassination. Like they were the ones that oh. that, that put up the money that the CIA uh, then arranged everything and handed <laughs> off to their contacts in the the Italian mafia so just, because that's where where you get gunmen. I was just thinking about when Pepsi uh, burned up Michael Jackson, right? Caught his hair on fire. So Pepsi, <laughs> we'll try and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they were that's saying. Their slogan. Yeah. That's Pepsi, what they were saying we'll when they teamed you. up with the uh, Soviet Union, right? <laughs> I mean. Well, and one of the deals that they got from the Soviet Union, it was all on paper. It never actually happened, but um, it was that they would get, um, I think it was like five to ten warships from the Soviet Union. Whoa. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and every and all these news media outlets ran with that headline of like, oh look at the Soviet Union is giving the um these people uh like battleships like Pepsi, um and uh, and. Yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Easy, it, it was just the Pepsi easiest way. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it was. It just happened to be the easiest way for the Soviet Union to pay them off. Well, yeah, because they Cause, didn't have any actual money. Well, yeah, I mean, so their economy has fucked every single part of their production up. Yep. Like every single part, you cannot get the right sized anything for anything. But what they are good at is building warships mm-hmm. that they don't need anymore. <laughs> hey, so. Uh, Interesting, you know, we're talking about this. You know, today, or actually, no, it was yesterday, uh, Henry Kissinger turned 100 years old. God damn it! How much involvement do you think think that cocksucker had? Uh, He is probably the most powerful single individual that I know of. Like, this is his goddamn world. Yeah. He He has strings on all sides of the entire banking split. Ooh, I have a question for you guys. Who do you think is worse, uh, Kissinger or Madeleine Albright? Kissinger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess yeah. it would depend on how we're measuring it. Like, who do you think is more evil, I guess, is a better question, not in terms of oh, who. Kissinger. Kissinger? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Kissinger, definitely. He's yeah. had ties all the way back, you know, past fucking Nixon and... Yeah. You know, Kennedy, all we're waiting. Yeah, he's, he's so, old so, tyrant. You know, you know how... Um, years old. Okay, well, what hold about Fauci or Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so you know how uh, the USSR got uh, propped up by the American uh, economy the entire time they existed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is currently what is going on in China, and mm. it is Kissinger that did that. Oh, mm. shit. Yeah. All of the American research especially, like massive like exodus of research that used to be done in the u.s being done in china now Mm. but like yeah all of the american industries it's been this long-term game and it was kissinger that opened that up Mm. like yeah that's what kissinger go ahead and type uh henry kissinger's name into google for today you'll see he did a hell of a lot more shit than what people realize story came out about three days ago the guy's a fucking absolute horrible human being. Oh yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, I know about how like bad he is. It doesn't surprise me, but uh, it's just so hard to rank these people because they all do evil things like that. Have these different impacts. Okay, well, here's, right, wait, no, hang on, well, hang on. here's a fun. I have one, a question though. for Rob, though. Rob, what's the most evil thing that Kissinger did? Oh, that's a good question. Killed people, had people killed. Well, can you be specific, <laughs> though? Is there a specific incident? I don't know. I wasn't there, so I couldn't tell you. Mm, you but it sounded like you've maybe read up on it a right. little bit. Obviously, I mean, how many years he's been involved with uh, all of these politicians and all of yeah. the shit that they say about Right, but, yeah. but is there one time that he just really fucked up? Is there like yeah, within the last is like there an Iran Contra moment? And so you told us the news was he turned a hundred. What was what was the news in the last three days? Well, he, he there was a story that came out three days ago yeah. that is talking about that. There's more information in it that shit that he did that 
a lot of people didn't know about that has come out. It's an investigation. Ooh, are they throwing Kissinger under the bus? They've yeah. thrown quite a few people under the bus so far. The bus, uh, is, the bus is, is pretty gets, old. This is what he gets for telling them to stop the nuclear war. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did say that. Yeah. Dang. It's extremely uncomfortable to be on old. the same side as him, like, even officially. Yeah. I mean, what? I have to get pull a story up here. i got to put on my glasses. But, but no, I just it's interesting that, you know, that this was all kept. I mean, I'm not surprised, you know. Nothing surprised <laughs> me in this fucking world anymore. You know what, what surprised me is that it's coming out. Yeah. Like, and he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, how, oh, my how God, is he this so guy. old? I mean, if you're that, e- well, okay, yeah. Probably lives in a <laughs> Bastards bubble. live forever. Yeah, the adrenochrome, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, Probably. there is the whole, like, so exactly how many stem cells has he had injected yeah. over the course of his life? It's He's l- probably not eating the same food we are. It's yeah, like that that's uh, true. it's like that South Park skit where like uh, they, were, on space cabbage. they were doing stem cell research, which was basically just uh this guy that was uh sticking a straw into like a fetus and like sucking it <laughs> like a straw. Um, yeah, and, that's, like, uh, that's, that's Henry Kissinger for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's yeah. something. Literally uh, and metaphorically. Yeah. Do you know yep. he was once voted sexiest man alive? Ew. Hey, did you know that? <laughs> yes. Uh, that is the correct response. <laughs> and I don't see Kissinger? It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When? When he was, when he was a fucking infant? <laughs> <laughs> huh? No. Um, Teenage years? If I had to hazard a guess, it was shortly after he was at Bohemian Grove with Nixon. That that would be Uh, my guess. Looking really sexy after that. (laughs) I mean... I bet you didn't know. He was on the list of one of the people that flew over to Epstein Island. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they all are. Imagine my shock. Wow. You mean he doesn't own the island outright? (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think that's another story. But I think that Epstein, I think he blackmailed all those people. That's why he was killed. Oh, oh yeah. You know, oh, I think that's that, absolutely what happened. That, yeah, I don't know. know I don't know if we ever. That, uh, uh, speaking of the island, I don't know if we ever uh, uh, followed up the the uh, like DA that was uh, prosecuting. Like I think it was Chase for uh, their involvement in in Epstein Island. Uh, not not there anymore. Silence. Nope. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so, you know, uh, oh, you go after Epstein Island, you're out. Do you yep. remember the, the name of the, the broad? I forget. Oh, uh. Wait, Jesus you mean Jelaine Maxwell? No, no, no. The, no. uh. Jelaine Maxwell. No, no, it's, no, no, uh, no, it was on a previous, uh, uh, Free Talk Live that, uh, we mentioned her, and I forgot what her name is. It's on oh. one of my phones somewhere. Well, something huh. uh, something about Ghislaine Maxwell is that um, when she was hiding out, guess which uh, state she picked for maximum privacy? This one. <laughs> yep, the uh, most private state in the country. Uh, that's also like shocking. Yeah, so that's the that's the double-edged sword of uh, writing it into the state constitution. Well, privacy does have drawbacks, but it doesn't make it any less fundamental of a right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Hey, maybe Henry Kissinger's there. 
<laughs> I mean, we wouldn't know. Who would know? <laughs> Maybe that bird's fucking uh, living out the rest of his, you know, horrible, fucking miserable life. Hopefully. <laughs> you know? I highly doubt it. For all I know, they send him into orbit to properly digest his babies. <laughs> I mean, who knows where the fuck that ancient tyrant is at any given moment well but we do have a space force base in new hampshire i thought that uh <sighs> i thought so that creepy generally speaking though the so reptiles creepy. like to stay out of the sun there is that yeah there is that <laughs> yeah so uh his reputation among his own crowd though like they're pissed at him because he just flaunts his wealth and power all of the time they're like Dude shows up in, like, the big cavalcade of cars with all the flags on it. Like, we're trying to have a secret meeting here, dude. That's that's his reputation. Because he's like, nah, fuck it. What's the point of running the world if I don't, you know, brag about it? <laughs> Showing up to a uniform event dressed as Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that people uh, don't know who pe people like uh, Henry Kissinger are. Because, like, he is... Just so bad, but you would. Everybody knows who Obama is. Everybody knows who Hillary Clinton is. Um, but this man has had a much bigger influence in some respects. It is a, than even a generational thing, in my opinion. Right, uh, the generation before me was, you know, Nixon, right? You yeah, know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you know Carter, right, mm -hmm. and then Reagan, right, and so like the the progression is always there, but. The, the knowledge, the level of knowledge is directly proportionate to a person's age mm. for most people, right? Because they lived through it, right? They've mm. been watching the news for so long and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that, right? Right. Uh, and so the, the generational portion of this sort of sifting through history is a, an interesting dynamic to study. Like how humans sort of overcome that with, well, in digital media now, right? But originally books, mm -hmm. right? Were like th that, those were the golden, like you wanted real wealth, the books were where the wealth was at, mm -hmm. you know, not in somebody's carriage or, you know, in somebody's farm or somebody's kingdom or whatever, right? The real knowledge was in the books. Uh, but now that like information is so freely available, it's like, it's almost like it no longer has that value. Well, and I've sort of seen this go both ways, right? I've seen people that are my age that fucking know everything, <laughs> you know, because all of the information is out there. Yeah. So they just yeah. like deeply dive into a topic and you're like, wow, I can't believe this person knows this much about it. And then the other um, on the other side, it's allowed for them to be so dumbed down that you watch these interviews of people on the street and you're like, uh, you know, like, where's Australia? And they like point to New York or something. <laughs> You know, um, so wow. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so. I mean, you you also have that. So I I I almost wonder if that's one of the dangers of technology. Is that Rob? Did we lose you? I suspect we did because I can see that you're calling again. Unless there's two of you, in which case the world is far worse off than I suspected. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there are double of a couple people. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh... I don't, yeah, I don't want ones. a copy of me anywhere. That's why I'm not an organ donor. <laughs> Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? All right, that's not the one. Well, thank you, Ghost. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth there, brother captain. I thought we settled this last time. It's Ricky from the Common Fucking Wealth. Well, uh, from what's the difference? 
the Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth or Ricky right. from the common fucking wealth? <laughs> I think mine has a much better ring to it. You know, How about Ricky from the common titty though. fucking wealth? <laughs> it could be. How about Ricky? Hey, maybe Ricky knows. Maybe Ricky knows. Ricky, you, you've heard people say, Jesus Christ, right? Like when they're mad. I have. You've heard people say, Jesus fucking Christ, when they're mad, I right? I that, too. Have you heard, Jesus titty fucking Christ? That I have not. That's I've heard that. Okay, so. I haven't. Where did they say that one? Did they say that in New Hampshire? Did I miss something? It's. I don't know. Maybe it was a California thing. Maybe like a I West feel Coast like thing. it's it's <laughs> older than I can even remember. But it's it's a less, I never heard that one before. That's a new one on me. And I've heard just about everything. It's a less common used term. But my question, of course, isn't like I know where Jesus. You know the story of the Bible, right? I know where Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? Comes like Jesus Christ, right? Happened. I know where that comes from. And then once cussing sort of, you know, w- was invented, uh, then Jesus fucking Christ. I get mm-hmm. that. I get where how we got there. I don't know how titty fucking got put in the middle of Jesus Christ. We would get banned on Brother so Cap, many radio stations right now. If we years there. ago. I, you know, it ain't like cursing's new. That's been around a lot longer than 2,000 years ago, you know? Oh, check this out. Cursing's actually older than humans. I, I don't know about that. No, no, wait, check, wait. check this out. Didn't humans so, invent cursing? No, no, no check this out. So, uh, uh, so chimpanzees and that lot, uh, they have a special cry, uh, several in fact, for different kinds of predators that are completely outside of their ordinary like uh, uh, emotional brain. Like it, it accesses their lizard brain. And that is exactly what gets accessed in, talking about in human again? brains. Well... <laughs> So there's the well, the reptil the, the the reptilian complex the R complex in the center of the brain is the part that that is working when you cuss it isn't your language brain I love that part of my brain yeah <laughs> apparently yeah. I mean like just based on the evidence of how I talk it's it's the run eat fuck part of your brain it's great yeah so the government actively tries to suppress that part of the brain by banning these curse words. So they are literally cutting off a section of your brain, I think, as another layer of control. Well, it's that they don't want communication to have that power. Mm. Because if you can access, because that's the thing, like if you just keep cussing, then it gets boring. But if you use the power of your deepest uh, uh, motivational parts of your brain and then use that to weave a, a narrative, it might become more powerful than theirs. And that's the thing they have to stop. They can't let you uh, make a powerful message. That's their fucking job. Because then no people doubt. might start thinking there's a different world that's possible than the one that they fed them. Okay, that's fine and everything, but where did the titty fucking come from? Okay. And Jesus <laughs> titty fucking Christ. So that, brother, Jesus fucking Christ us. is pretty obvious. Jesus Christ. Like, you can stub your toe sometimes. Go, Jesus fucking Christ. Right, mm. yep. Wait, what about your mom, Ricky? <laughs> my mom, I've heard some others say this. She would like stub her toe and say, fuck me, Agnes. Fuck me, Agnes. Oh. Yes, it, is, it actually exists. Look it up on the internet. Who's this it's Agnes? Agnes. 
Sure got around. Who yeah. is Agnes that is <laughs> their own curse word, apparently? Who's I Agnes? don't know who the fuck Agnes. Agnes is and why that's... Never mind. A Wait, prolific drug dealer. Fuck me up. <laughs> Agnes. Fuck me, Agnes. <laughs> well, you know, I thought you were going peakless with that. I was thinking about, you know, like you were saying about that. Because I was thinking, because I'm Gnostic, I'm thinking of spiritual beings. Like, oh, look at Yahweh. we get to have the Gnostic conversation. Awesome. You think about Yahweh and where Did Yahweh we? comes from. You know what I well, mean? So, so I'm, I'm kind of a counter Gnostic. I just remember you throwing around that word a bunch last episode. Mm. Okay, well, so, you know what it is. so the, the, the Gnostic narrative. All right, uh, Peekless, Ricky, real Peekless, briefly. Rickley, Rickley. Yeah. You guys both got to stop talking over each other. <laughs> All right. Don't make me pull okay. this All fucking right. internet stream over. You'll be sorry. Okay. So the Gnostic narrative, uh, th- their fundamental premise is that wisdom is gained by your personal experience of the divine. But since they're a religion, they have a story about, like, here is what people have experienced of the divine that have followed this path. And the idea basically goes, so there's the actual God, like the actual perfect one, and then there's this demiurge that made our shit universe. <laughs> and That's just about it was, right. That's it was an approximation there, of, like, the perfect world, but, you know, shitty. Well, you know, I guess Yahweh would be considered a bit of a deviant, you know, maybe a bit of a juvenile delinquent growing up, shit like that. That's basically the characteristic right. of Yahweh was in his world, his uh, plane. I should say the other realm, because what we would know today as a universe. I mean, uh, not a universe, a dimension. I'm sorry. Okay, so my perspective is completely the opposite of that. I think that the, like, f- the fundamental background reality of existence is pure potential and utter chaos and that i think is where the shitty part of reality is because since everything's happening nothing's happening how fucking boring is that so to my mind that's the shitty reality and here we have things actually happening and because they're not all happening at once they're actually really being experienced and that to me is a more perfect world than this potential blah of of just uh, unemerged consciousness. Well, and also you got to look at this when it comes down to it. When it comes to Gnosticism, there's all kinds of stuff involved. But I'm just going to look at this part here. Yahweh was the one who created, like, the earth. That was Yahweh, you know? Not the oh. other realms. They were already there, you know? You know what I mean? Well, the, the in that story, the only thing that is there without uh, Yahweh, actually, if if I, no no that was that was Elohim, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was way before Yahweh. This was Elohim. Yeah, no, I, um, uh, Yah, or we say Adonai, Jews, but um, Adonai um came about when God explained to Moses what God was. It was I am that I am, and that spells out Yahweh. So uh, until then, weirdly enough, it wasn't even God; it was gods, right? Like Elohim. Yeah, Elohim is yeah. plural. Yeah. That's so the, right. in the in the King James version, this gets translated as Lord God, mm. but what it is originally is uh, Yod Hey Vav Hey, uh, however the hell that's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, Elohim, and Elohim is a plural word for gods. Uh, it, it it encapsulates singularity plurality, masculinity, and femininity, hmm. but it still is plural. So it's gods. It's the gods. 
Right, so, because from the Greek, Lord was just a, a term of authority. That's all it was. So here's here's my my perspective on it is in the gods, in that which is worth telling stories about. There are uh, uh, there are things that are awesome, and if you take the the unified principle of all of the things that are awesome that are worth telling stories about, then you have this idea of the one thing that is really worth telling the story about. And that would be God, which is the unification of gods. And the gods being the, the uh, archetypical things that continue to always exist in human reality. And again, I'm left with just the one question. Yo. What about the titty fucking? Where what? did that fucking come from, man? Like, so like that's God your gods, first, God so or gods, that's I your first you know, goddamned curse word. Any <laughs> god gets to be a curse word. Now that we've now that we've given an entire possible right. structure of gods, pick, so pick the Jesus god Christ with, part is eliminated from the equation. Pick, now the titty god, hang on, fucking. pick a god that has two <laughs> words. Pick a god, any god. <laughs> pick a god that has two words. Any god that has two words in it. Pick a god. Uh. Thor the Red. That's three words. Okay, would you would you Red say Thor. would you be like Thor the titty fucking red, red? titty fucking Thor? <laughs> I mean, would you do that to another deity? Red would you just titty throw fucking Thor. titty fucking in the middle of its like first and last name, and then call that a like you, you more have, embellished you may have just cuss word? Invented my very favorite curse word. <laughs> red titty, titty fucking, fucking Thor. Thor. <laughs> Something I mean, like I'll be honest with you. Amazing happens. Have, I mean, one thing I am looking forward to, because it was uncertain my future because of what happened, but I am looking forward to, despite previous problems, I'm looking forward to having that long discussion with Ari about more seriousness, which isn't for this show. You know, not only about the, the knowledge of Gnostics, but also the mysticism and stuff. I'm not going to get into that here. Uh, this Why is not? More... No, no, no. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. So the but first thing I'd like to hold on. The first thing I'd like to point out it. is that one of the reasons that we fight for the right to do whatever fucking substance you want to is so that you can choose to have a mystical experience. 100 percent. Contact whatever the fuck that thing is that is really hard to describe because there is there is a slipperiness to it. And there's also a constancy to it that allows us to still communicate it about it. So to explore that, really fucking important. And yeah, you can get there from doing the saunas or like running off into the desert and dehydrating yourself or all of these ways. But like, or you can just like eat this mushroom. It's a spiritual cheat code. Yeah, I think it's natural for humans to want to to seek uh, an altered state of mind. Mm -hmm. It's just we're explorers at, at our hearts. You know, if we see a little undiscovered area, we're going to go explore that bitch because that's what humans do. Mm -hmm. I think if done responsibly, um, using psychedelics can actually make you a much better person. I can't. I, I, I there's evidence for that. that yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no, there's evidence no for that. Just uh, the micro dosing for the veterans alone. 100%. The, the, the yeah, relief of the PTSD. PTSD, suicidality. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful for Just end those of, things alone. The thing that makes me think that people are absolute fucking monsters for being against this is that there are people that use it for end of life care. Mm -hmm. So like if they know that they're going to die, they take mushrooms and like the the data is clear. Like they they experience a substantial increase in like peace, you know, and, yeah. and like and and 
and lower levels of anxiety and all of these different things that they just wouldn't have if they hadn't done this experience. And the government makes it fucking illegal. Well, was, well, Big Pharma wants to get, you know, the antidepressants, yeah. the antipsychotics, the yeah. opiates, you know? Yeah, yeah well, they fuck want Big to keep Pharma. us in perpetual pain. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's something yeah. wrong with us, then they can prescribe another pill for that. They want uh, perpetual pain subscribers. Yes. Yeah, well, why do you think they're, keep, they're still continuing to push the boosters for the COVID vax? Like, I went to Rite Aid <laughs> the other day. I, I went to Rite Too Aid the soon. other day, and they were like, they were like, oh, if you haven't gotten a shot in the last three months, you're eligible for another booster. So they're still. I'm eligible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the government does that shit too. Yeah. With, uh, some of the, they're like, you could qualify. Right? They use this language and like makes you feel like you won the fuck. I qualified for like some sort of a fucking tax thing, right? Like, uh, you, you, you didn't qualify. You're being used. <laughs> you're being manipulated by psychopaths, right? Are drawing you in with the lure of, of extra money. Well, I'm sure Rite Aid only put that ad out because it gets a federal grant to do so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really simple as that. I mean, yeah. On a funny, it's a pretty a funny obvious side, scam, really. Like they they spend they spend money on whatever we will let them out, get please. away with spending money on, and that's why the military-industrial complex got as big and as fast as it did, mm. was because people are always willing to be, you know, scared for their existence and hand that money over to you. But now they're scared for their existence because of the, the virus. Mm. So they're happy to take a blind eye to any amount of spending on this miracle cure-all that keeps you from transmitting the virus. Oh, it doesn't? Well, it keeps you from... Oh, it doesn't... Oh, it, well, it... Well, you should get the booster. Well, I know so many people who still think that the shot has protective qualities. Like, I literally um, know people that like are pregnant, and they're like, they're oh. like, they're like, oh, I can't be around unvaccinated people because it'll affect the baby or whatever. Oh my As they God. proceed yeah. to get COVID over and over again. Yeah, yeah I know, oh. I know, I know somebody and that they're vaccinated. Uh, I know somebody that they got the vaccine, just one shot, one round. Yeah, and uh, and then they got COVID, and they say this. They say, uh, uh, "I got over it in like a week," and I can only imagine how bad it would have been had I not gotten the shot. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, the shot did nothing for you. You got it. Most people get over it in about a week. Oh, I forget I forget who it was, but this well, uh, big muckety muck, like, half her face is, is, is paralyzed, yeah. clearly. Yeah. And she's saying how great it was that she could take this thing. This so, is uh, cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. It's all one phrase now, cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. It is both of those two things together. Uh, infecting a human, uh, causing them to love the thing that causes them the most pain. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, because that no, shit was a straight. One thing I did yeah. want to mention. <laughs> one thing I want to mention there, Peakless. Yo. Is uh, I don't know. Like you said, I'm not. You could talk about Gnosticism for hours. I ain't gonna do that. But one thing I did want to say is uh, as a high-level Gnostic, you know, one of the things that's very important to learn and understand is one is the motto, only by getting in touch with the divinity within all of us, only then can you yourself truly be divine. Now, that's considered heresies, of course, you know, 
Yeah, that's, that's that's what. The, well, heresy is why I took the papal name of hereticus. I don't know that I agree with that statement, though, because I think a person can uh, be divine without being aware of it. Well, that's kind of bullshit. What's the point of that? <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> just as just that. as uh, an animal can be can be divine without being aware of it, right? <sighs> In that same way. Yeah, I, no, I, I I agree with Ricky on this. Well, uh, that's fucking bullshit. What's the point of that? It. <laughs> uh, I think I remember my question from earlier. So, Ricky, um, I I just like yeah. figuring you out as a person because some days you're a confederate some days you're a communist so um dude i'm not wait a minute like, i am never a fucking communist excuse you me? have been a communist in the past if i, I recall correctly. Oh, not, okay, not by his language to... by me i keep uh, calling him a communist okay. because that's what a commonwealth no, is ricky fucking status. ricky i'm still trying a common out wealth. Have <laughs> there for free ricky commune system. wealth communal wealth commonwealth that's ricky do you believe in a government do I believe in a government? Yeah, do you believe in a Who government? Who thinks we need a little tiny one? Then you're a fucking communist. Okay, let me ask you this <laughs> fucking question, Peekless. You're going to have a court system, according to you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but you're going to have it. How are you going to have that? Okay, super easy. Without Wait. government intervention, that's how. Same way we have Netflix and So you and will Hulu. be the judge at Peekless. Uh, so here's the awesome thing about it. We're all the king. So okay. I get to be in this community of people who know me, and they can absolutely yeah. judge me. Yeah, they, they, they have that right. They, these are my community. And sometimes okay. we even do, like, little rituals where we, like, go to each other's weddings and shit just to be like, yeah, they, these are the people that I'm accountable for. Like, my now, sins are the theirs thing. and I... theirs are mine. This is my fucking community. This mm -hmm. is who, who knows me, who can judge me. Yeah, that's how it works. It's really, okay, really, now. really easy. That's they just have people. to get out of the goddamn way. Yeah. Yeah. Here, that's wonderful, Peekless. Well, one thing I'll say, when it comes to secession, to secede, you can't have an anarchist point of view. I would be fine with that as a person. I would be. But you got to get 60% in Pennsylvania. From what I understand, 67 in New Hampshire. Yeah, but so you're assuming that voting... Dude, if you lash yourself to, to Philadelphia, you'll never make it. You're assuming also, Ricky, that voting is the only way to accomplish that goal. That is not true. Well, okay. Now, yeah. what would be your suggestion there, Captain? It's, it's a multifaceted approach. The what? Uh, my suggestion is uh, what New Hampshire's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, here's, so here's the thing. We no, just I mean, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So here's the thing. You are trying to do a system thing to turn the ship around. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is building our own ship over here. But ours is a motorboat because we have advanced technology because actually there's this tremendous wealth of advanced technology that's being completely suppressed. But I wouldn't even problem. say it would have a rudder. I'd say it could fly. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're right. That is a much better. That? We're How building a that? fucking helicopter. <laughs> this ship is sinking, no. and we're not bailing it out. We're building a helicopter, and we're not getting on the the the, the lifeboats. No, yeah, but we're the building a helicopter. Right now, Sununu is your captain of that helicopter. Oh, fuck no, he isn't. Sununu's not my fucking captain. Well, okay, reality, though, you got Sununu, you got all these other statists. You got more fucking status and worse ones than I got here. So let me ask well, you. Well, yeah, because we have better representation that? than you. 
Like huh? we have we have four hundred uh, state reps, like for the whole state, yeah, which makes it like, got, like the best representation on earth. You know, what we the have hell 1. you need 5. that much representation for? Um, oh, because... why would you want to make it difficult to bribe politicians? Dude, we have a... Gee, let me so, think well, if there's a reason or two. We have 100 libertarians in the state house and senate, dude. Like, this is... New Hampshire is unparalleled in the amount of, but like, anarchist, pro-liberty people we have in our... Good. I'm libertarians. I'm Good. Did, uh, libertarians can't get their shit together. Did, uh, they well, need our they shits talk. together. They don't want We're building it. It's right here. We're closer, it is currently being brought into existence. We're closer than any other movement on Earth to actually achieving can liberty. Can I make a point? No. Can I make a point? No, you can't. <laughs> you can try. In the 90s. This is the last time secession came up in PA. Now, that was a serious uh, uh, discussion with not only Democrats, but Republicans for it. Now, at that time, now, did it happen? No. But what did happen as a result was the Independent Sovereignty Act. But my point is, as an example, you get a guy like Congressman Cartwright. He was asked at the time, well, what would happen to you? You'd be out of a job. You know what his answer is? That's what the people would want, and that's okay. Well, you know, so, Ricky, mean, sometimes you try and make a there. point, and then you start talking about a I completely know. different thing yeah. Yeah. mid-stride. The potential for secession is there. Fuck it, that. It, Look, we're not trying to get their their document to let us go. Yeah. I don't care whether we can do that or not. However, what I am trying to do is change the society. I'm muting the phone there just for a minute. What I am trying to do is change the society instead. Like, we're not okay, voting our way see, out of this. And what are you going to do? Violate the non-aggression principle then? No, dude. No. Every dollar that oh we put into Bitcoin is, is fucking secession. Why is everybody so one-track minded about this thing? Everybody thinks that uh, any kind of a, a freedom movement is going to end in warfare. Well, people's is way of would because he's going to no, force dude, them to dude, do something. Like, no force no, is even you're required. you're not getting it, dude. This is the, not the a, a that... revolution. It's an evolution. Right. So and you're just going to that... say, we're not going to do it anymore. We quit. So dude, we it's not about quitting. Anymore. We're you're fucking always... losing. This is, like, not a good relationship, man. It's like we're that, it's like we're in an abusive like spousal relationship and we're the battered wife. Bam, battered voter syndrome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is I swear, Ricky, it, this time it'll be different. <laughs> this time the master no, won't beat me as hard. Now you've got to blow the damn thing away. That's the only answer. You can't say we're going to have society be together, but then you still got to blow the U.S. Constitution away yes. and get rid of the yeah. federal government. Yes. You can't just say, oh, it's going to go away. It's, it just we're different, it says so con. We're ignore you and move on. Yeah, here's what you replace it with, Ricky, the non-aggression principle. Yeah. Which I'm perfectly fine with. I follow Apparently not if you support even like a little bit of government. Yeah. I guess he could live in yeah, a private community that thing. has a consensual government in theory, but I don't. I think he wants no, to no, put no, us no, into no, a no, system. No, 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 no. That Hampshire. is that ain't government. So the organization. Many, okay. t- hang, hang, hang on, Ricky, 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 give me one second. Ricky, don't make me do it, Ricky. Okay. okay. All right. It's done. So the organization type known as government is defined by the fact that you don't get an option. Mm-hmm. Right. Like politics isn't a choice. Yeah. Right. 
the government is a thing that is done to you. So a little bit of government could not like you can't have them both volunteering for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying and that, it be rape. I'm just saying that if they're into that kinky shit, like that's that's, that's up to not, them. Look, so there's like a if they if they have statism in the privacy of their that's own bedroom. Statism role play. Yeah. Statism role play is yes. totally allowed. Okay. Hundred percent. Like well, that's if you what want, I'm talking about. If you want to if you want to do full on reenactment of statism, like Go nuts. Well, I mean, Ricky's already a porn star, so he should, uh, you know, let's, be let's, into that. Let's find out. Ricky, are you into that at all? What's that? Role-playing as a, a statist in the bedroom. <laughs> what, are you trying to be fucking insulting to me? I'm going to say no. something right here. Hold no. on, hold on. So, so, uh, no, if, I wasn't trying to be insulting. How many of them are going to accept an anarchist society? I would. I'd be fine for it, people. Well, well check this out. How many New Hampshire would? Well, check this out. How much of a percentage of that? 1.3 Ricky, million. you can't ask me a question, then keep talking. Well, he can, well, and okay. he continues to I do so, to which is why he's fucking annoying. Like, then you're pretending to ask me a question, and I don't like being, like, don't, don't, don't. Don't cock tease me, Ricky, with a question. <laughs> not, I, I, get, I get answer blue balls. It's not fun. <laughs> Okay. No, you cannot distribute this pornography. <laughs> okay, so how is the entire world going to figure out libertarianism? Well, I'll tell ya. The money. Yep. The very values of libertarianism are being carried on the back of the greatest money system that could possibly be dreamt for an organism like humanity. I know religious people that claim cryptocurrency is a miracle. It is. It absolutely is. At least. I mean, look, so there's, the there's, that's, that, that is how, sorry, that is how the, the idea of liberty gets distributed everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes obvious. It becomes common sense because it always was. Yep. So let me see if I understand this correctly. You're going to use the money, which is fine within society. But you still yes. have a status government. Oh, I will. And, okay, and, so, and so let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, so there's an old communist saying that a capitalist will sell you the rope that you hang them with. And basically that's what I intend to do with the dollar. And in fact, the entire fiat currency system that rests on top of it. I have no issue with that either. Right. So all of that wealth is going to move into the good money, the useful money, the clearly advanced money. And that means that the entire system has to move in a libertarian direction. And all of a sudden, the fact that these this organization type in particular is the one that never changes will become laughable. Well, see, all of that would be fine, but the, still the point is... It would be, but... Libertarians are not anarchists, though. That's the problem. Yeah, you know the difference so between... An a, an do, you know, do you know the difference between a minarchist and an anarchist? I do. Seven? Six months in New Hampshire. Yep. So what do you think six months of a global uh, currency system that is entirely anarchic in nature is going to do to the people of Earth? Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think it's going to do? It's going to, like, it, it, it's, it's gonna an evolution. It's going to radicalize the fuck out of them. Yeah. It, it's an evolution. And, like, we can literally spend our way into the evolution, right? Uh, if we evangelize enough... And we encourage the adoption and use of this government-free, mathematically superior in every way, 
uh, able to adapt and have all sorts of new features we haven't even fucking yeah. thought of yet, right? Implemented and, on top of it. And like, it is a long time, but it's like very clearly at the hockey stick moment because okay so for for a reference point uh, uh one of the lightning companies uh they used to be in three countries and now since they figured out how they you know the process of doing this now there are approximately three billion people who have access to to the lightning network now obviously it's a tiny percentage of that that's using it but three billion people now have access to a faster version of the the one that scares people the least <laughs> well okay Damn, but see, it's game over here's the thing now so basically i understand that it is that you're gonna basically teach uh like the hardcore you know hard right guys here's how society could be and be better. Oh, no, no, no. So no. check this out. So check this out. Uh, okay, this is, so I mean, this is actually the most right, beautiful right. part of this entire revolution. So instead of having to have like evolution. a war where we, right. right. Uh, instead of having this thing where like, I overthrow you tyrants, and that means like a bunch of us both die. Instead of that, uh, since this is the age we're in, we just buy them. As our money becomes more valuable than the stupid money, we just pay more for their security services and instruct them, hey, you're not allowed to shoot people in order to keep this job. Oh, okay. Simple as that. I, yeah, I really wonder like, what will happen in that. Government, but you're still not going to get rid of it, Peekless. You may, you know, this is oh, no, so, so, so here's the thing. The services, the services will not be done away. I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take for once once the uh, sort of uh, at the slavery abolition movement kicked in uh, in the United States? How long did it take for to from then until now? That sixty years. Uh, from from the end of from the end of slavery. No, no, from uh, in the United States from like the you know the revolution. Uh, for, yeah, yeah, like seventeen seventy six to eighteen sixty five. So, 10 years? No. 100 years. That would be like 100. Do the math for me. I told there would be no math. 90 years, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now now then fast forward to the civil rights movement uh, and the end of segregation. 100 years. How long did that take? No, just the end of segregation here in the United States. Uh, What year was that? 100 years, 1960s. And slavery ended in 1865. Yeah, maybe like 95 years? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh... The, I mean, it really initially started in the 40s, Captain, uh, in all honesty. Okay, so from the 40s yeah, the until... the 60s was when they were successful. Mm, you know, from the 40s until roughly the 80s, right? Roughly? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's 40 years, 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. what I'm illustrating here is the different f- time frames that it takes for uh, social adjustments to occur mm. uh, within the statist paradigm. Right. So because all of these have happened under the guise of status. But you notice that these social movements are getting quicker mm-hmm. and quicker as time compresses, as time goes on. That's because of technology. Right. We the have network effect. Yep. We have so much information. information. Right. Yep. Right. And it's an exponential effect. Yeah. Which is why, like, uh, 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 the 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 complete revolutions in technology are popping off left and right. Yeah. Uh, like so quickly that we're ignoring half of the ones that are going on already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how many things has uh, AI been applied to now that uh, there's 
so many versions available. Yeah. How, how many things has that created? Uh, okay. What cryptocurrencies are being devised and haven't uh, been released to the public yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a question for Ryan tonight. That didn't happen. You know? Hey, wow, I way, never, to, way to stay on topic. Yeah, I, actually, well, this is good because I didn't get to ask you my question, Ricky. I only brought up that well, you were a, a a communist and a confederate to actually lead I, up to I my question. I am not a communist, man. <laughs> anyway, communist anyway, my question is um, like, Better and you don't you don't have maybe. to answer this question. Like, you could you could be anonymous it about it. No, I mean like out of privacy no, reasons. Um, but like, did you get the death jab? Absolutely not. Okay. All right. Because that's that's I like a good that's a good litmus test. You guys in here? Do you, that that's a barometer for you? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's my barometer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as strict like, as he is, but it is a factor. I mean, you, I would never get it. Like no. there is this question mark that some people decided to put inside of themselves. They don't know what's going to happen now. But they do know that it was new medical technology that they injected. Yeah, I I did a lot of I did a lot of that in in my rock and roll days where I would put things inside of me that would you know make well, me feel calling it experimental that, that makes were you a marks. conspiracy theorist. You know, yeah, drugs, but you know what? I drugs for I, example. I did some drugs. Those are way safer than the COVID vax. Right? Yeah. Like, I trusted my drug dealers, and I wouldn't put their shit in my veins. Mm-hmm. I never on. did I never did the IV stuff, though, you know? That's a step too far. Yeah. I mean, I they, just, could, they could throw the COVID vaccine that when, shit. When right? you need to be, like, medically trained to, like, administer your fun, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I might well, you know, when I talked in the past about my meth use on Free Talk Live many years ago. Oh, are you part you of the free meth church? Ever, <laughs> huh? Were you part of the free meth church? <laughs> I don't believe so. But you know what? The only time I ever did anything with needle was one time. Because I used meth, uh, you know, two. I used to do two lines every other day or so for about two years. Are, are you missing teeth as well? Absolutely not. I snorted it. I didn't yeah, have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't but free base. The thing. That huh? was a wise decision. Yeah, I was brought up on was. amphetamines, and I've I've done a lot of amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't freebase. I, I only not. fell for that Definitely trick not. twice over yeah, a woman. Yeah, bad mm. shit happens to that stuff. It changes molecular structure. Are they actually but, good for like study tools? Like, as I've like, oh, oh yeah. it is. Oh, it'll make you sharp, brother. Oh yeah. I mean, but then wouldn't and you be it like will lacking literally sleep? Literally shrink your brain in the process. Right. Yeah. Like, as I mean, but sleep loss can lead to like uh, uh all sorts of fun shit well yeah, yeah but but i yeah, mean but like in particular like, like memory loss and like not having naturally memory so. retention mm-hmm. so oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the, the long-term effects are terrible i'm sorry what can it lead to um no i heard you i just don't remember <laughs> um well it can it can lead to like memory loss and uh you know like yeah, you know you like know, memory retention shrinks, issues yeah. like, like if you take a meth head brain like, you know, after they die, and weigh it. It literally shrinks the brain. So uh, the study the study benefit would be completely temporary, obviously. Wait, wait. Okay, so I'm going to summarize this. What you guys are really saying here is that when it comes to Ricky, uh, there's a meth head to his madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in all, I mean, I haven't did meth for a lot, since, what, 2017? I only did, like, two lines. 
in 2017. Actually, no, I did two lives twice. That's more recent you know, than I would have thought. In my case, in all honesty, since my early 20s to today, I only sleep two to three hours a night, and I don't have memory loss. I don't have fogginess, fatigue. How old it's are you? It's just my way. You know what I mean? Uh, Ricky, how old are you? Uh, this 25th, I would be turning 50. I would really, really highly recommend that you speak to a sleep specialist because that is very dangerous. Are you a doctor, man? No, but I have read books on this, and this is not something you want to fuck with, dude. Like, if. But like, wait a minute, I've never had any symptoms of insomnia. That doesn't so matter. Why like, not? Because, like, there are people that don't exhibit uh, signs of. Um, you know, like what's, what's, yeah, what's building under the surface, especially in respect to sleep. Um, and the sleep debt just compounds so much that, um, it could just, it could just lead to some really bad stuff. And you're only at 50. So you're really at like a crossroads here, um, where you could spend like a, a good amount of decades getting good sleep. Um, so I, for I what would, purpose? Sleep my life away? I mean, it, I don't need it, man. It's, it's a biological function, dude. I mean, like, all animals it do it because it's... It's not my way. You want me to take fucking Seroquel and drug my ass up? No, uh, absolutely I not. I, I, I want you to take melatonin and see if that I, helps I you sleep. That. I mean, so or, I sleep Or, or get some, some valerian roots. Some, some CBD yeah. or like, something. Yeah. I've had it. I've yeah, had it. some but CBD. The point is, what's the purpose? Like... What is the purpose of sleep? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I don't no, seem to it's need a it, fair man. question. So uh, there's actually two. I don't two... seem to need. It. I know why it's there, but well, I don't seem to need. Well, it. so there's there's actually two functions of of dreaming. Uh, they, I don't do they... that either. Well, hold. Well, I, I... well, that's important. So well, there's a reason why I don't dream, man. Because the stuff Ricky, that goes for in fuck's sake, so man. Yeah, Ricky, you can't just ask a question and then keep talking, dude. All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So the two purposes of dreaming, and you actually dream the entire time you're asleep, it's just that you are supposed to forget it. And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. The rapid eye movement uh, sleep is uh, basically running test scenarios so that your brain has something on file when weird shit happens. So it comes up with random things, throws it at you, sees what you do as a response, and then like you've got that as a backup if something like that kind of happens. Now, the other thing is that uh, all of the experiences that you've had while you're awake get coalesced together and rewired together. Now, the fun part about the non-REM sleep like that, so if someone actually sleeps and they, like, say, start a, a, a skiing video game or some completely new task, and then they sleep, they will, as soon as they get a full night's sleep, be way, way better than they were when they, when they stopped. Because the brain has brought together all of the experiences that it had during the day. And there's so many biological reasons, too. I mean, sleep induces hormone production. Uh, so you might be having, like, hormonal issues if you continue this. Um, it also is the... It, al it also... Well, I mean, you you want to wait for it to happen? I mean, because... I mean, <laughs> also, it would kind of be the water that you swim in. You might not notice. Right, exactly. I mean, these things happen over time, you know? Um, and, um, something else is like, um, muscle, um, rejuvi rejuvenation, is that how you say rejuvenation? that? Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. Yeah. Um, like basically if you're working out a ton, um, and you don't have enough sleep, uh, you're actually burning muscle. So if you sleep, um, and you work out a ton, you'll be burning fat. 
So it's like the difference between like literally withering away at your muscles or losing fat and becoming more mm. in shape. Like it's that fundamental, dude. But I've been this way for like 30 years. Well, then <laughs> think know? about how much think about how much better you'll be when you're actually like healing your organs. Mm-hmm. And what if this doesn't work out so good? Are you going to give me like some kind of like rebate or something, peakless? No, I told you to talk to a sleep shit. specialist. Nope. I'm I'm not saying no, I'm not I, giving I medical I, advice. I people, I don't want to talk to them. I know what that's about. Well, okay. if it if it doesn't work out, okay, Ricky, so... there's always meth. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need it. Like I said, without that. Okay, so fight, so you know? I'm not going to give a prescription, but the first thing that I would say, like the the easiest like slam dunk, is I would go get some some sleepy time extra because it has the uh, it, it's a very it's tea that they sell in the supermarket and mm-hmm. it's got valerian oh, root in it. So a valerian root tea is about as like completely harmless a thing as you can do to start experimenting with the possibility of sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, melatonin, as I understand it, is one of the things that if your body just has enough of, it'll kick it out of your system anyway. Right. CBD is good, too. Yeah. Uh, CBDs are, yeah. are absolutely harmless at their worst. Mm-hmm. And there's so, also... Well, you know what it is? I like to go back to smoking weed, in all honesty. You okay. know, well, yeah, I mean, that would probably help. I mean, like, well, you the, know what it is with my blindness these days. Plus, I moved from my previous location. You know, it's kind of hard just to if I can meet up with a buddy. Great, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the medical marijuana card just to pay the money, and then just go out there and buy. Do you have like a firearm? Huh? Are you a gun owner? Used to be. I won't carry a gun anymore. I talked about that on Free Talk Live. Okay. Uh, well, just keep in mind that it's if you become a medical marijuana, um, uh, you know, recipient, then you are no longer qualified to buy or own a firearm. So, um, yeah, that, that's for that you, bullshit. but it's also for the listeners, um, just so that they know. Yeah, that's BS, man. No, I I agree. It's bullshit. Um. And there are some uh, court cases that are pending that are challenging it, and it's been pretty promising so far. But they, yeah. it continues to get appealed. So, because like, what are they trying to say? It fucking impairs your judgment, but you can drink no, all the fuck you no, like it's, and it's, carry a gun. Right? It's a Schedule One uh, substance. It's like no, it's actually a yeah, it's Schedule One. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Well, as they say in Britain, right schedule. Heroin, of course, you know? <laughs> fucking weed. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm for legalization all narcotics. Let's be realistic. Well, what is the point of what is the point of running any part of the government unless you give jobs to all your cronies? And soon you've run out of jobs, so you need to add more jobs for more cronies. And that's how we got the drug administration. (laughs) And literally every other new administration that's been invented. That is one thing that's realistically changed. I'll say here in PA. There's a lot of smoke and weed going on down here. I mean, there's smoke and everything. It's all over the place, man. Way better than tobacco or alcohol. If there is any plant in existence that loves humans, it's cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's a fact. The the fact that you can literally build a civilization out of the thing, because you can turn (laughs) it into plastic, you can turn it into cloth, you can turn it into building materials, you can turn it into rope. Uh, Oh, also- Paper. Yeah. Mm, Books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. most important things that humans have, basically, yeah. information. Our, our ability to record knowledge is perfectly helped by this particular plant. Oh, and it's also food. Like, food. 
Well, you know what it was. It's it's literally the best protein that plants can deliver to a human system. We absorb more protein, like per uh, uh, ounce, you know, per uh, of of cannabis seeds than any other form of plant protein in existence. And yeah, and it feels pretty far out, man. Yeah, (laughs) and. Also, the two I mean, oils the that human I mean, beings can't produce. Bit, you, you know? Like, there, there's. I mean, two- the only thing about people is they just smoke and just sit there. People, you got to learn how, how to, you know, work with it. No, to get yeah, back to well, there's, there's different strains for that, too, right? The, the, the not strains, but uh, different uh, types. There's indica yeah. and sativa. Sativa is what you want. You're trying to get something done? Yeah, that's sativa, man. Uh, but if you're gonna veg out in front of the you know the boob tube or something, man, then you want indica. I find that hybrids tend to give the best experience if you're just trying to I go agree. for a generalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jamaica, that, that red, ap- nice and green. Yeah, that appears yeah. to be the uh, the market's decision, which uh, irritates me to no end. Uh, oh, but is like, it not- uh, you you can find so many mixes, so yeah. many yeah, mixes. Yeah, I'd- and you cannot find straight indica or straight sativa anywhere. Because the market clearly has said, yeah, we like to be high in the brain and the body at the same time. We must purify the cannabis. You know, <laughs> I like to be oh, able to scary. decide whether I'm just going to, like, veg out on the couch or not. We like, must engage in marijuana eugenics against the hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got to watch stuff like Yellow Jacket. I mean, Yellow Jacket is fine, but it turns into, like, the wacky weather, man. Like, well, like, it makes some people like anything that ends with cookies. Uh, specifically, the the strain called Girl Scout cookies. Uh, if you guys mm. haven't tried uh, sour diesel, that is like yeah, I've heard the about best, it, the I've best strain. It. But it is a hybrid, so and yeah. I think it's hybrid leaning towards uh, sativa. So it does give you. Um, I guess I could talk about an experience I've I've had with. Why it. not? It's yeah. the beer talk. Line, yeah, yeah, sure. So um, there was this one <laughs> I time about this shit on free talk line. So go. <laughs> All right, Ricky, shut up. Let him talk. Yeah. So um, there was this one time that I had sour diesel, um, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'm hungry. Let me let me get some food, right?" Um, as, and as you do, as you do after you smoke a good bowl. Um, and so I was just like getting a bunch of stuff together. I was getting like, uh, you know, vegan chicken tenders and like mayonnaise and like, uh, blueberries and, you know, just being like crazy with it. Um, and then I ate it and it tasted like, like all of the things that I've ever eaten with those ingredients in it. Oh, (laughs) so it was like, oh, I'm having like, I'm having like a turkey sandwich and like, you know, chicken nuggets and like you know all of the things that you can imagine yeah. relating to chicken and then like with the mayo i was having like sandwiches and uh um you know tuna salad sandwich and yeah. all of that stuff um and then the blueberries it was like blueberry pie blueberry uh cake blueberry uh like uh gum or whatever mm. um blueberry pancakes yeah blueberry pancakes uh that was one of the first ones too um and, and I was experiencing all of this at the same time. <laughs> all of those different flavors from all of the things I've ever had all at once. And I've tried that again well, with sour diesel and it never happened again, but it was fun. How big of a bowl did you smoke of that stuff, brother? Dude, it was when I was like a lightweight, so I think I only had like three hits. That was it? Yeah. But I gotta I, get me some fucking sour diesel. <laughs> well, but it was when I had done it very infrequently, so. Uh, but and it might have been. You know, I mean, uh, are you calling into question the size of Zephin's bowls? 
no, no. I was just curious. We've got the biggest bowls of them all. <laughs> I mean, I have a high tolerance for weed. I've been smoking since I was 15. I've, I haven't had a smoke for a while. You know, so well, I mean, but, it sounds you know, like you should smoke, smoke some pot and pretty head, go to sleep. You know? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, that might be a good idea. I think I'd like to have a conversation with Ricky the Stoner. Right. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Good bake. Yeah. No, get freshly baked I'll, and call I'll, in. Although and, Ricky, more far out, you know. Ricky, I I don't want to make any medical suggestions um, because you're oh, right. That is not my but, place. But um, I do want to make a suggestion generally, which is that ahead. if you are unvaxed, um, it is a very bad idea for you to be unarmed. Yeah, he's Why? got a point. Uh, because they fucking hate us, dude. Like they talk about the know, they dude, talk about I'm, the yeah, unvaccinated. He's kind of blind. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're blind to what's I going can't, on. I can't handle. Okay, imagine if I shot in the fence and missed. Like with my 45, I used to have my cattle. Hey, well, it's better I than nothing, man. Brain cartridge on a slug. You hit something, it dies. What well, if I don't hit the proper target? I can't handle that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could also just fire a warning shot into the air, depending on the situation. And what the fuck good is that? <laughs> uh, some some people will run, so man. Uh, that's all I'm saying. So if you, some people will run from just the sound. Uh, you'd be but surprised what you can do with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a blind uh-huh. person, you set the choke right on a shotgun, you're going to get a really wide spray anyway. So, and yeah. if you're in a wheelchair, it'll push you way back. Yeah, Ricky, I would really <laughs> yeah, recommend know, that man. you yeah. call in when um, also when Riley is on because I think that Riley is a blind gun owner and would probably love to talk to you about this. Well, I mean, maybe he has different thoughts, but he's also a hell of a lot younger than me. I'm looking at it a little more responsibly, and I've been. You gotta understand, I've been. Uh, 20, he's got some gray, 21. dude. He's not much younger than you. Yeah. Maybe a decade or well, two. I got a little gray myself in my sideburns. Well, then you're probably walking. closer to his age than you think. I don't know. He sounded so young. He does. Well, he, he does, does sound, sound very young, young as fuck. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I he doesn't do the voice acting like on this kid, show. Eight years old, so. <laughs> I I've had the same voice since eight. You know. Yeah. Hey, Ricky. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. We're just gonna. Oh, did you ever get to uh, get around to reason six? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap that up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, reason number six is off the uh, top of my head, which is just like a bonus reason, uh, which is um, you could use it as gym equipment. So, like, you can take it to the gym. The bonus reason for what for our listeners? Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Uh, for why to have body armor? Body armor. Yep. Okay. Um, and so you could bring it to the gym as uh, as an extra way of adding weight. You can like wear it on the treadmill. Oh. Uh, you can wear it walking around. You could wear it like biking. Um, and like even just do- going for like your morning walk, or, or even whatever. going for yeah. a morning walk. Yeah. yeah, like or you can wear it while you're also lifting weights. Oh yeah. So that like compounds the uh, you know the muscles that you're all working at the same time. It doesn't get in the way. It doesn't pinch. Um, not no, when I've used it. Uh, it. It's designed for better mobility. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, you're gonna have to run around with it on, so and that, have a gun. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that means they also have to distribute it as well as possible. So instead of it being, you know, just like uh, one of the things that can happen with uh, like wrist uh, weights and, and leg weights, like it, it's too much all in one area. Mm-hmm, right. So it can throw you off balance. Whereas uh, with uh, with body armor, it's already uh, distributing itself as well as it possibly can, according to its design. So it's very comfortable. But you have that extra poundage, just like uh, leg weights and arm weights. Yeah. And I guess um, the 
last reason that I would give um, would be that like it fits into the broader idea of why you bought a gun in the first place, which is like for protection, you know, like and if you are going to be shooting a projectile at another human, like there is a possibility that that other human will also have a projectile to fire at you. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of like the thing that you should anticipate. Like if you don't bring a gun to a gunfight, people might not bring the gun that they have on them. But if you bring a gun to a gunfight, you might get shot. <laughs> These are facts. Yep. Um, and briefly, I wanted to go into like the different levels, like if people were in, into mm-hmm. that. Um, so there's level 2A. Which is a soft armor, and it's rated to stop nine millimeter, uh, forty Smith and Wesson, and forty five ACP. Yeah. This is a good one to wear if you're wanting to do concealed carry. Um, the next one is uh, level two, um, which is um, um, which protects everything that two A does, but also uh, protects against three fifty seven Magnum, so a bit bigger. Um, and that's what just my vest is without the actual. Uh, plate in there so it could stop quite a bit um, and then there's level three uh, which is the strongest of the soft and it stops uh, 45 magnum 357 um, sig um, so that one's good uh, and then there's level three and again there's only four levels so it's almost done level three um, uh, stops um, anything up to a 762 by 51 so that's like huge like that's that's basically that's like, but there's yeah. one more. Yeah, so that's basically if you get shot by a 308 um which is pretty big. And then uh the last one level 4 uh, is the strongest um and it can stop a 30 odd 6. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And that's what my plates are. They're like level 4. So Nice. Like like and I and but something to keep in mind with these levels is that it's not guaranteed to stop it. You know, like like they're there this is are, like up to yeah like like it's you're still having to account for all these different factors like if if they're really close to you it could still yeah. potentially go through but your chances are way higher um you know it's just like it, if you own a firearm like if you own a firearm your chances of dying like are there yeah but it's important to have i'm told i don't have any practical experience wearing uh body armor and getting shot uh, but I'm told that getting shot while wearing body armor does hurt like fuck. Oh, yeah. It would hurt a so lot, but it hurts a lot that, less than getting Than dying, shot. right, yeah, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, like that's something that, like, I didn't think about until somebody told me about it. I'm like, yeah, I guess it would really hurt like fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so just, you know, some people don't expect that. Oh, I'm wearing the armor. I'll be fine. They think they're fucking yeah. Superman or whatever. <laughs> you know? And no, uh, ideally, no, that's not how bullets work. You, you, I d- when you get shot, you are falling down is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I- ideally, we could get to the point to where there's a market service for being able to train uh, by getting, like, an intentionally shot with your plates on. Um, like from a safe distance, um, so that you're not affected by it, but just so that you know what it feels like. Yeah, you'd probably uh in a business, it would probably uh cut the powder count. Yeah. and just do it at point blank. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, this is something I really wanted to talk about because, like, we always talk about the importance of uh, you know, having having means of self defense, but um, vests are another mean of means of self defense that are not talked about nearly enough. 
We are uh, out of time. Uh, Zephan, thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Episode 41, Beard Talk Live. Peakless, thank you. Thank you to all of our callers. Thank you, Captain. And, and of course, all of our listeners. Uh, you can find us in the archives over at freetalklive.com. You can become a Patreon uh, of Free Talk Live, and you will get our podcasts. Uh, and also, you can buy T-shirts. Just put Beard Talk Live shirt into your Amazon search bar, and you will find us. Thanks. Peace.